Jared Kiso. Damn, son. 81 episodes, calling it done. Don't get me wrong, it's been a hell of a run. But to pack it all up and start walking? Now, before anybody starts the complaining, think they know better, get to explaining. Know that I get it, I hear what you're saying, but no, baby, shh, mama's talking. What's that cupcake? Hard to be funny. Shorzy got you downy. Don't sweat it, honey. We know you too damn busy counting your money. What's that, baby? You like a limerick? Jared Kiso, use my favorite hick. You hotter than hell, and I guess you can tell I'm a little preoccupied with the dick. But of course the D gives me distraction. Got a Portuguese man giving me action. I am the DJ and queen, yo. Toronto to Reno, drinking my vino, burgundy pino. You ain't never seen nobody like me, oh. Get a good look while you can. I am the fairy pod mother. I am unlike any other. Take a good look and soon you'll discover the lady they all call Tan. But oh yeah, the subject of today, Letter Kenny. Now, I must admit, at first glance, that it was a bit hard to get what the hell was this shit. Al said, give it a bit. I said, no thanks and split. But the man just won't quit. So, yeah, so my guy started a podcast. My guy assembled a squad fast. He got a victor. He got a mat. But even he knew it would take more than that. He must be selective. He must be subjective. Or this here collective becomes ineffective. Because the one thing you need is a woman's perspective. See, I'm a little bit naughty, a little bit nice, a little bit sugar, a little bit spice, a little bit fire, a little bit ice. But here you go, Matt, I'll blink twice. Nevertheless, now I must confess and we must address that we more or less here at TPS would like to express and hope to impress, keep doing our best for continued success. When it comes down to it, Jared, he knew it. He's leaving on top and that's how you do it. We're left with the memories, so let's not be saddened or feel bad that it's over, but glad that it happened. That fresh produce stand there, that's a beauty. What do you listen to? My favorite murder podcast. Taggart and Torrance podcast. The produce stand. Ah, fucking sexy. It's Thirsty Thursday, and that means we are once again hanging out at the Produce Stand, a podcast paying tribute to everything in the universe. Gets all you people on the live stream. Now, I know what you're thinking. There are many other Lotta Kenny podcasts out there, but this one is fun to be around, even when you're not smashing us, because we're funny. I'm Al, your host, and joining me in the room, as always, is lovely Tanya. And online, we have Squirrely Matt and the vociferous Victor. And joining us tonight, she's the moderator on Letter Kenny subreddit and Discord. She's a member of the Blueberry Crew and Takeover team, one of four TPS Trivia Masters, a frequent contributor to our DM group, and a real mensch. Please join me in making some noise for Awesome! Welcome back to the produce stand. Awesome. Are you there? I am here. Okay. I was just uh, highly amused by uh, Victor doing the Arsenio Hall. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> like silently. During during that uh, cold open, uh, you said you were having a crisis. So I'm like, oh no, did you, did you lose your internet or something? But um, no. So crisis is Victorian slang for an orgasm. Oh, gotcha. gotcha. I, I I didn't know how to read that too. I'm like, is she okay or is she just really really enjoying herself? You so, guys need to brush up on your D. H. Lawrence. <laughs> 
okay. we'll do a whole Apparently. episode just on that. Yes. How about that? But <laughs> let's let's talk about that. A brilliant, brilliant cold open written by Tate and Webb. And they were both so nervous on the live stream they couldn't wait to hear it. No one's heard it. This is the first time anyone other than myself and Tanya have heard it. Just really quickly, uh, Matt, what do you think? Oh my God. It was everything I knew it was going to be like, I, they gave me some, I I'd read it mm-hmm. and, um, and had some small insights, but there was, it was Tate and Webb all the way. Um, but hearing it, oh my God, Tanya, you fucking slayed it. <laughs> you were nervous. I was nervous. I had to, I'm like, this is such an epic piece. And I was like, I been practicing for, I don't know as, as when you gave it to me, I've been practicing ever since. And I'm like, I'm not doing it enough. I have to do it better. I have to do it better. I had like so many. Yeah, it came down to the wire. We 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 recorded a few times last night, and she was out of energy. And then this morning, she like, it, but I was going to work with whatever we had last night. And then this morning, she's she came into my office. I'm like. I want to do it again. And then she did it another three or four times oh. until I finally said, please stop. I've got enough. Like you, you've done so it. I, I do good. it in my sleep. Now, and if, if you're watching on the live stream, you'll see she's mouthing the words. She already knows it by heart. It's crazy. Uh, amazing. Tanya Bravo. Like you fucking crushed that on the Thank live stream. So let's much. see here. Um, we had a, uh, uh, Liz said she's nervous because she's one of the co-writers. Liz uh, and, and Trace, you guys, oh my, you guys did such an amazing job. I just, I, I hope to God that I didn't let you no. down because that was an amazing, amazing Gord, piece. Gord said, this is fucking genius. Uh, Cutler yelling out, pod mother. Uh, Tobias, this is so fucking good. Uh, I can feel that heat in my face. That was from Zach. Uh, holy fuck, it was amazing <laughs> from Trace. Uh, that was a single best moment of this pod from Tobias. Only <laughs> Cutler, he's hornies now. <laughs> it just keeps on going. It's, yeah. It, yeah, it was, it was like, really well done. Like, I have to go change my shorts real quick, Dan. <laughs> fucking it. <laughs> Amazing. Like, okay, look, if if Keith doesn't hire Tate and Webb right. after this, <laughs> he's fucking up. Oh, man. I heard it here fo- so first, good. folks. Victor, what do you think? Uh, I'm blown away. Um, it, like, equally, the way, I mean, Tanya did an awesome job delivering it. Uh, I didn't have a doubt in my mind that you you would do great. Uh, but equally as great as the way that it's written. I mean, oh, yeah. uh, just, you know, it's, it's <laughs> the funny thing is, so I was just blown away. They I was were, just going to say they wrote it. And then uh, Trace <laughs> recorded a version of, of it himself. Just so Tanya got like the sense of the, the rhythm the and, and the timing. But so Tanya listens to that over and over and over again. So but much. To the point where when we, the first few times we recorded it, the first dozen times we recorded, she couldn't get the trace out of her. Like she kept on with the, the Southern accent. I'm like, honey, you're from Ontario. You're from Newmarket. Little twang. Little yeah. twang. There was so much up. Southern in my voice. I'm like, I don't know how to hear this any other way. I'm like, this is how it comes out. Yeah. I'm not so, trying to so do it. So essentially, you're just like doing your best Glenn impression, yeah. man. From Ontario, who somehow sounds yeah. like he's from Dan South. <laughs> Country rap is in, I think. Um, Al, uh, I would love for you to just for funsies mm-hmm. take that through one of those apps, you know, that y- you can kind of basically speak into and it filters out a like a like a hip hop song, mm-hmm. uh, it, like using auto tune and whatnot. Uh, there's like th- there's there's a million apps like that. Um, I've I've had some fun with them. 
Uh, and I think this would be perfect for that, just for some funds. <laughs> I think with uh, Tanya's permission, I might post some of the outtakes to our patrons, just the paying, paying members. I, I just kept on trying to go as fast as I can. I'm like, it's a wrap. I got to go fast. I'm like, and then Al kept on slowing but, me down. Now tell me, and I know, Al, you and I experienced this a bit when we did the aerobics thing last season. You, you you get a new appreciation for what they do when you try to replicate what they do, right? Oh, it's for sure. it's mm-hmm. oh my god, it's next level um, to try to hit the tone, the pacing, the, the timing, everything. So I listen to Katie's rap so much, and 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 mm-hmm. I hear her, and I can. But then when I do it myself, I hear my own voice, and I'm like, no, I'm trying to get Katie's voice. I'm trying to, it was a lot of fun, a lot of fun. We, I'll definitely be posting that, you know, tomorrow to Twitter and stuff as, as a, not tomorrow, maybe next week uh, as an in, individual clip and stuff. So uh, people can share it around, but uh, uh, bravo, kudos to the writers, Tate and Webb, yeah. kudos. And, and Matt, I think, didn't you contribute a line or two to it? Yeah, a little bit, but I don't want to take much from those two. They set, they set the tone. I was a punch up of at best, at best. <laughs> and uh, obviously kudos to Tanya who, who k- killed it and she put the work in. So uh, that was amazing. So why don't we get started here? How are you now? Well, uh, hold on. Can I just say first? Oh, yeah. Uh, every time we say Tate and Webb, that gives me the warm fuzzies because it sounds like a legit fucking For brand, sure. You know? well, yeah. It is a legit. They're a legit team. Fucking, are you kidding me? They, they need a logo. Well, no, but like an established, <laughs> you know, copy firm, <laughs> you know? Yes. I'm picturing I a it. slick logo with that plus sign in the middle. Yeah, yeah. right? Like, we need to get these bitches some business cards. Oh, T-shirts. Tate and Webb T-shirts. Yeah, we'll, we'll get TPS. And hats. Yes. Right? Tate and Webb. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> All right, let's let's uh, let's get this rig rolling here. How are you now? Tonight's lineup is Matt, Victor, Al, Tanya, and our guest, Awesome. We'll have the last word. Matt, have you been? I have been been well yeah we had christmas and new year's mm-hmm. and all yeah, that lots of wonderful, lots happened right lots of lots happened yeah we made it through i i didn't quite make it to midnight but i don't normally make it to midnight on new year's i didn't think you did no <laughs> no unless i mean it was just it's just jen and i hanging out getting drunk mm-hmm. listening to uh, watching stand-up comedy and then we crashed right but close to midnight oh yeah like, what'd I you watch anything interesting uh we watched the new Chappelle. okay uh, which was i don't know it yeah. was what it was. Yeah. And then we watched an old, and this was Jen's request is, um, oh my God, I'm blanking on the guy's name. Nope. Totally blanking. Gone. Yeah. All right. Gone. Gone. But, but anyways, he, he was hilarious. <laughs> it was funny. Yeah. We, it's going to bug me that I can't remember, but Norm um, McDonald. No. no, no, it was, it was another <laughs> black guy. Out. Um, very, Arsenio Hall, a very eccentric <laughs> dresser and everything. I can't remember his name gonna fucking drive me nuts Anyways, victor was- is the kind of guy when somebody's counting something would just start sharing yep. random numbers cat, <laughs> that is correct cat cat williams oh That's yes cat williams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. cat williams yeah he's great uh, yeah we watched an old cat williams set so that was really good too and then i went to bed um that aside the the rest of the week has been fine my my older kids are with their moms, but my oldest left his PlayStation Five here for the week, so <laughs> that's kept it's kept me busy. So you've done nothing. Crushed, <laughs> I've almost crushed the entire Spider-Man Two game, which is a lot of fun. Um, so that I only got a couple more days of that before he takes it back. So I'm trying to make every every minute count. <laughs> um, me thinks also, there might be a, a, a PS Five in your under your uh, Christmas tree next year, right? Not a fucking chance. I, I wish, but no, it's not. There's way too many other priority things in my budget um, <laughs> that is not fit the bill. So, so you'll find uh, one used on on uh, marketplace. Yeah, or all 
try to con my 13 year old into bringing it over again and leaving it for a couple <laughs> weeks from time to time. So mm-hmm. we'll see what happens. Um, the last, well, actually, two quick things. One, we've been to watch a show called Outlast this week. Okay. Um, it's a reality show on Netflix, okay. which really enjoyed, actually. It was not what I expected, but it's a survival show. So it's kind of like Survivor without all the gimmicks and game functionality. They basically take a group of people, drop them in the Alaskan wilderness, and say, go. Hmm. And there's the only rule in the entire game is you must outlast, which is the name of the show, and you have to be a part of a team to stay in the show. Mm-hmm. But it, it's... I mean, there are a lot of survival shows or whatever, but this one, I don't know. There, this one highlighted some of the best and worst qualities in humanity mm. in a in a few episodes. So there's some real things. I'm like, ah, I had trouble just stomaching as I was watching it. But oh yeah, um, well, well, we watched yeah. something similar uh, thanks to Victor's recommendation that uh, showed the worst qualities of humanity as well. But oh, we'll get to it when it's our time. Yeah. So <laughs> it, it was if you like outdoor stuff, and I mean, it's a reality show, but it felt less reality, more just survival. Mm-hmm. Um, I quite enjoyed that. And then all that um, aside, uh, we're getting ready. I'm, I don't think I've ever actually mentioned my age, but I'm crossing the 40 mark in a week and a half. So oh, I'm moving, moving into the next oh, uh, decade of my yes. life in, in a little bit. So, yeah, counting those days down. But, you know, it is what Kyle. it is. What you got planned? Uh, well, I'm, I, I know what's going on. My wife's planning stuff, but, um, we're, we're getting together a bunch of friends and I think nice. you guys have gotten invites. I don't know if you've accepted all, but, um, I know invites were sent your way. I, uh, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I, I really don't know what you're talking about. That's, that's totally fine. That's totally fine. But it's going to be fun. Ken's gonna never have... going to listen to this anyway. No. Right? I may no. be shaving <laughs> Al's well, it's, hair it's that not, day. It's not a surprise party. Let's just put it that way. But uh, she's doing the planning because I'm useless. Mm-hmm. Um, so she's been put. She hasn't told me every detail, but um, we're going to have a good time. So counting down to 40. There you nice. go. Nice. Nice. Good for you. Victor. Well, I'm still a little bit uh, shell-shocked over that intro. So uh, let me gather my thoughts. Um, so... Uh, I was on a podcast oh, last right. week. I forgot about so that. that, was, that was, you cheated on us? <laughs> <laughs> um, so that was fun. And um, I got a prize for attending. Which we was all a did. Past, Everyone which, was a las- which was a las- las- lasagna. But mine was special because it said to cook it for 50 minutes. But it was only half ready at 50 minutes. So I had to. No, it's, it always this. takes over an hour. Well, you're supposed to yeah. thaw it for 24 hours. I, I did in my fridge. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, um, what else? And and uh, I've uh, we discovered that there was a third season of the morning show that we didn't know about, so we started watching that. Uh, it's a little. It feels kind of weird watching it because it's so it's 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 dipping so much into the whole COVID time, mm-hmm. and it's like I kind of been there, done that. Not interested in watching shows that are talking about COVID anymore and right. stuff like that. So um, yeah, who wants so to relive kind of, that? No. Yeah. So it's kind of a a bit of a kind of love hate. Well, it's not. I. It's it's a it's it's a good show. Mm-hmm. Um, but not loving kind of the, the reminders of that. Uh, but if you know if you, if you watch the first two seasons, you gotta I guess continue watching. Um, yeah, that's about it. Okay. Uh, you, you didn't plug the podcast that you were on there, Victor. Well, I'm gonna plug well, it. Oh, it's my turn. With Al, yeah, yeah. Right. Victor's being ch- cagey, <laughs> but uh, basically, uh, all the four of us were on the Toronto Mike podcast last Friday. Uh, he had us on to talk about this podcast. So uh, 
Mike's Mike's a good guy. He's a really good guy. And uh, <clears throat> when he heard the clip of Victor uh, uh, predicting th- our award from like three years ago, uh, and and then me saying, "Oh, I'll I'll, have, I'll feel like I've arrived when Toronto Mike interviews us," he reached out immediately and said, "All right, you guys are coming on. When do you want to come on?" So uh, that was nice of him. And what Victor's alluding to, Toronto Mike, he's got a bunch of sponsors. Maneris is one of them. So everyone, everyone who appears on his podcast gets a, a large frozen lasagna. Uh, Not from Maneris, from Palma Pasta. That's from, from their, <laughs> his pasta sponsor. Uh, Great Lakes beer from his beer sponsor. Uh, Bluetooth speaker from Maneris. Like you, you basically come away from his podcast with a, with a swag bag, but but a really good swag. Like most of this stuff is really useful. Uh, Matt, uh, did you re-gift the lasagna as a family uh, present for Christmas no, to someone? No, we're having it tomorrow oh nice <laughs> oh and uh, gord is m- reminding me here matt won the podcast mike was flirting with him uh <laughs> and and also th- if you if you haven't listened to it it's a funny oh, episode because basically mike victor. toronto mike ran the gamut of victor he started off loving victor and by the end of the episode he didn't want to have anything to do with victor no no he, he fell out of love the and then he came back into yeah, love yeah, again that's yeah. right it was it was pretty hilarious so if you read no glitch perfect score <laughs> under 60 seconds yeah <laughs> It was, it was amazing. Yeah, because I think at one point he said, oh, Victor, you and I could do an amazing podcast or whatever. And then about five minutes later, he's like, I could never do a podcast. With you. <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, he ran the gamut of emotion there. But <clears throat> so that was fun. That night was the Canadian Podcast Awards. And on a, on a less fun note, uh, we went oh for four uh, on at the awards, which sucks. You know, I mean, you know, congratulations to all the winners and all that bullshit. But it sucks. That we didn't, it was an so, honor to be nominated. Yes, it was an honor to be nominated. It was. Um, but uh, yeah, okay, it, you said that with such a straight face. You are <laughs> such a fucking actor. We uh, we went from the high of being on Toronto Mike to uh, the low of watching the entire awards ceremony and not hearing our name called. Yeah, which I didn't would, get to do a shot. I had yeah. I had my shot ready to yeah. go. And I didn't do it. There's always next year. Just pour it out. Well, see, the great (laughs) thing about shots is, right, they can be celebratory or they can be conciliatory. Yes. In this case, it was a spiteful decline. No, I'm kidding. Not spite, but it was definitely a privilege to be. Yes. Um, in the running, but and hopefully nice next year we'll be in the done. running again. The fact it, that we was, were even on there mm-hmm. is is a hot like it. It's huge. I think. All right. Yeah, well, well, I think we'll never it is. lose again. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Shorzy. Yeah. Okay, you got to pitch it, was, it up a couple. We need some tough natives on our podcast in order to never That's lose redundant. again. Right. Yes. Yeah. Uh, uh, Tobias said he fucking loved Victor on Toronto Mike. He said it, he was so good. So. <laughs> nice i have a one fan yeah one fan to, to, to combat that other fan the anti-fan that i have uh but yeah it has been like two weeks it's been since the egg hall social that we've done something and, and like uh, podcast wise anyway everything went down so everything went down I, I got i got covid I, you I had was, covid on was, that because i was i was in the other room that's right i was in yeah, quarantine i in came quarantine. out of quarantine on Christmas Eve, which was too late for me to go to my parents' 50th wedding anniversary, which sucked. Um, and they made me feel plenty bad about not going, even though I was COVID positive. And uh, anyway, uh, we won't get with there. So it was a quiet Christmas and New Year's Eve, or sorry, Christmas Day, Christmas Eve and Christmas Day with just the four of us here at home. Tanya had pink eye. Continued as, on with uh, Boxing Day. Yeah, it was just a, like the whole week was just a, a mess. We didn't leave the house. It was, it was kind of... It wasn't fun. And then the Toronto Mike thing happened Friday, which was a lot of fun. And and then uh, New Year's Eve, 
we had uh, people over and we, we finally played, had people. Yeah, we we played games and we, we had a good time. So New Year's <laughs> Eve was uh, was a lot of fun. Um, yeah, that's been our two weeks. Ten. Oh, and sorry, one last thing on Victor's recommendation, or were you going to talk about that? I was gonna. Okay, never mind. Okay. You go ahead. <laughs> um, I was gonna add to your rough week and 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 counter that with okay. So you were in quarantine, but I was still cleaning and mm-hmm. sanitized the house um, because because you were out and about in the and I was trying to keep us from getting it. And then our daughter, um, the very uh, two days later, came up with the pink eye. So then I sanitize the house again and then uh you came out of quarantine so i sanitized your room and then uh boxing day i woke up with pink eyes so i had to sanitize one more time <laughs> so i my hands were raw uh by the time christmas uh was uh came and and, and went and uh yeah just really not a fun time haven't actually even so by had... this point you've got the cleanest house in nine counties oh man i think so um we haven't yeah, yeah, even i can recommend marigolds Mar- Seriously, marigold. Invest in the some fla- marigolds. The flower, the the gloves. No, the she wore, she has no, from that from Pokerador. No, oh, the, the, gloves, rubber the rubber gloves. I oh. I just got myself a really nice pair of. Um, it's sad that I'm happy. They about go it. up like mid elbow. They yeah. they are really nice and they're and they're like felt inside, like not just like plasticky. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm really excited to like get get to some more cleaning. Boy. Not that I'm excited anytime soon. No, but yeah, yeah. But marigold I mean, like, is a flower, so. right? As well, right? It is. Yes, it's yes. a fl- thank it's you. A flower. Okay. Yeah. yeah, a marigold is a flower. Thank it's you. edible. Um, but yeah, no, I got eczema on my hands, so when I do the washing up, I. Sp- you know, slip on the marigolds. I'm going to have to take a look at what marigolds are. Not the flower. It's just okay. the rubber gloves. It's a brand name for the rubber gloves. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a but, doll. But they might be even nicer. They Anyways. cute patterns and colors. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so it was rough, but uh, yeah, we made it through and we made it to uh, New Year's um, and got to play some cards with our friends. And, uh, then we played minute to win it games all Christmas or sorry, New Year's Eve, um, which was a blast. We had, uh, games and prizes and food and it was fun. Uh, so that was great. And then, uh, we binge watch, like really binge watched, um, the whole season of squid games game show. Uh, on New Year's Day, yeah, we just the whole day we just and the kids, both kids, were like in, engaged in it and could not. We couldn't stop watching it. So yeah, we watched the whole damn thing and just vegged and did nothing. And it was good. Yeah, it, it was, was really well done. It was it was really well done. But we were yelling a lot at the TV because, uh, as you kind of referenced, Matt. Um, society and and people the worst uh, of humanity was on display yeah. uh, uh that's why i don't like these re- reality shows too much because it does kind of show the ugly side of people uh this one here i just enjoyed watching it just because it was so creatively done right like yeah. the way they were very able- well done show but yeah. you know what it also st- shows the stand up people like there was a in one of the um references of somebody kind of doing a shitty thing um, there was a, a a deaf woman, and she was like, "I feel sorry for you for looking at the world that way." And and she was a stand up person for like, "Why you got to be like this? Why are you taking this this stance on things?" Yeah. Um, so I, I you know it kind of shows that that good side too that you know you don't have to to 
go down that dark, bad path. Yeah, but the good people are usually eliminated pretty quickly, <laughs> sadly. Yeah. Um, but yeah. That's no, it. but it was well done. I don't know if I'd watch another season of that, but uh, just the whole dye pack thing and everything, it was just really creatively done. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. Kudos there to the uh, producers. Awesome. How have you been? Fired? Uh, the kids don't go back to school till Monday. So I've got like a succession of niblets that I've been watching for their parents in between terms. Um, and then of course, you know, all the packing up and shit after the Holly Bobs, people got to put stuff away for the rest of the 350 days of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, we haven't put our tree uh, away yet. Well, we haven't had our my family Christmas right, yet. Yeah, so we're having our family <laughs> Christmas this weekend, so the tree's still up. Yeah, I've been doing so much family stuff. It's been ridiculous. My New Year's is pretty fucking restful, though. We decided we were going to have a bonfire and make kofta and watch a movie. So that is what we did. Sweet, I would you love watch that? Princess Bride. Nice. Oh. Classic. Classic. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we went over to my sister's. We started day drinking at around two. We made kofta. We made, we had charcuterie. We got in the hot tub. Uh, I have to ask, we, you know, what is, what, what is kofta? I don't know. Um, It's, it's like a skinless sausage. It's just like ground meat with like spices. And then you roll it up into like, you know, sausage shape and, um, I like to wrap it in plastic to get the shape real firm and then throw it in the fridge for like an hour to let it chill out and then just grill it. Nice. Meat stick. I yeah. love myself yeah. some nice. sausage. Yeah. yeah, it's often on a it's always on a stick, right? Middle it's big in well, Middle Eastern cooking, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, it's from? I don't oh. do mine on a stick. Yeah. I, I think I have had that. I didn't know yeah. the name of it yeah. though. Yeah. Kofta. Some Kofta. people yeah. I, I mean I do lamb because I fucking love lamb mm-hmm. but yeah it's just like you know chili powder garlic onion thyme salt pepper etc sounds delicious Yum. Throw, it, throw it on a bun with like some baba ganoush and some parsley and onion it's just fun to Good say to go. <laughs> baba, baba ganoush, ganoush. Baba ganoush. <laughs> baba ganoush. so yeah i cheated i didn't make the baba ganoush. <clears throat> i bought it <laughs> how dare you um so you're here today to uh, help us with uh, season 12, the Kick first off, episode girl. of season 12. Um, thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. Once again, I could not not be on the last series. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah. So 100%. that's that's why we had you on and we appreciate you and, and having you on. Uh, before we begin, though, I got to do the uh, dreaded Twitter roll call. So here we go. Welcome mm-hmm. to not so new Twitter followers, Steve Harryman, Gas Laws and Propofol. Propofol? I don't know. Isaac Stocking, Scullions, Charles Chapman Jr., Mosheriff Hoshan from Bangladesh, Chris Murdoch. Two of Jacks from Jacksonville, Florida, Jonathan Stubbs, Ryan D from Outer Space, Mark from Irvine, California, Nope Train, uh, Just Suffering uh, from Saugus, Massachusetts, Eric Denial. <laughs> oh, by the way, uh, speaking of um, Massachusetts, our buddy Cutler is actually on the live stream, so uh, he could have done that live if, uh, if we had him on. Anyway, Eric from Denial, the dude from Lynchburg, Virginia, Glenn Vaughn from Huntington Beach, California, 5440, the the great Canadian band from Vancouver, uh, Mike Hills from Pittsburgh, 
Jeff Altman from Chalmers, Indiana, Thompson Bailey, Hamid Ali Abdallah, uh, Daniel from Buffalo, Nick Hirschman, Deliciously Dope TV, uh, Weight Loss Tips, uh, Surgeon RX from Connecticut, Bearded Beast from Towson, uh, Leah Sky from Little Rock, Arkansas, Savannah uh, Trahan from El Paso, Texas, Jason Ehrenberg from Dallas, Richard McCorkle from Fontana, California, Matt from Boston, Drown, Fellows Beauregard, Naps, John Meyer, uh, Gothnik, uh, Um, So Deaf, Podcast Overlord from Portland, Oregon, The Brocast Podcast and Gaming from Australia, That Blonde Pod from Your Speakers, Melanie Brando from LA, New York, or Toronto, she can't make up her mind, Chris Bossworth from Nashville, Roughing It, uh, Coxy or Coxie, Zombie Moms from Phoenix, Arizona, B, Harry, and Brian from Ocean Tree Creative, St. Paul, Minnesota. Thank you for uh, following and hopefully for listening. Previously. On letter canning. <clears throat> Last time we got together, which was a few weeks ago, just before Christmas, uh, it was our festive ag hall social. Fun was had by all. And we crowned our fourth trivia champion, Jay from Edmonton. So I'm looking forward to that showdown between our four trivia uh, champions. This week, we begin our coverage of the final season of Letter Kenny, beginning with episode one live in Odin's. Have you done your homework, Matt? I have. Uh, Victor, have you done your homework? It is. Uh, I've done my homework. Tanya, have you done your homework? I did my homework when it came out. That's right. So it's been a while. You're going <laughs> to need a refresher. No, I, 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 I did a fast track today too. There you go. And awesome. Right. Have you done your homework? I have done my homework multiple times. I've uh, done everyone else's homework. Too. Of, of course. You did. Here we go. <laughs> well, don't bore us. Get to the chorus. We open with one final game of alphabet, alphabet aerobics. This is the cold open that was released weeks prior to season 12 to get to get everyone's tear ducts ready for the end. Uh, so let's just listen to it one more time. Allegedly. Absolutely all activities, acts, and ag hall antics. Businesses. Bustles, bar nights, bits, buck and does. Chores. Campaigns, chronicles, contracts, and commitments. Dirty dangles. Donnie Brooks. Deeds, duties, doings, and dealings. Eventually. And. Fucking embarrassing. It's all for fuck's sake, friends. Give your balls a tug. Get glad. Go grin. Gather glee. How are you now? Have happiness. Hoots and hollers. Hearty hee-hees and howling ha-has. Have a hernia. Heck. Initially idiotic and infinitely immature. It's interprovincial, international, and interconnecting. Influential and impactful indeed. Infamously intelligent, isn't it? Jacked. Judgments are justified, but joy is juicier. Jostle your jollies. Okay. Kindly rekindle kinships and kith kittens, because it's kooky. Kind hearted and a little bit kinky. Letter Kenny. Legendary. McMurray. McMurray. Neighbors. Not tuggers and no nets. Not sacks. Nicotine and nosebleeds. Numb nuts. No needless negativity or unnecessary noise up north. Ostrich. Obsessively observant and outwardly obscene. Organized and original. Outlandish and unorthodox. Occasionally offensive to opposition. Overprotective. Pitter patter. We're pert near perfectly patient and proper particular, but if you poke and prod, we'll pop. Queer? Questionable. Really? Volt! Scoran. Studious. Today. Turn off Twitter and take the time to treasure town. Understood. We're unkempt and undercooked, but not uppity or untoward. United unconditionally. Virtuous. We're violent and venomous, but not vultures or vagrants. Got values, got vertebrae. Why? We will whip your whatchamacallit. But, well, we'd rather work wordlessly in worthy weather without wrath. We're well-wishers. 
Wise Kraken's how we're wired, but warmth and widespread wealth is the way. Whether you're weird, wondrous, wayward or witless, you're welcome. Exactly. Especially you. After zillion zippy zany zingers, we're zapped. Got zilch, zero zippola. So now we zip it. Yeah, I had to play the whole thing because didn't know where to clip that one. But uh, that's the cold open alphabet aerobics. The last one we'll ever hear. Matt, how did that make you feel? All kinds of ways. I loved it. Um, I I know this is in. I mean, I, you know how I feel about the alphabet aerobics. I mm-hmm. fucking love them. This one in particular, I feel like they spent extra care in writing. I, I you know at a face value they're talking about letter county the the town but in reality i took it as they're talking about them the people the creators and speaking to the fandom behind it all um that's how i'm interpreting it Mm -hmm. i I took a couple excerpts that really stood out to me um the letter i so when i got to i it says initially idiotic and infinitely immature it's interprovincial international interconnecting influential and impactful indeed infamously intelligent isn't it Mm -hmm. very aware of where they started and where they've come. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when you get to W, I really like this one. This is, but well, we'd rather work wor- wordlessly in worthy weather without wrath. We're well-wishers, wise crackings, how we're wired, but warmth and widespread wealth is the way. Whether you're weird, wondrous, wayward or witless, you're welcome. And that is a real oh, to anyone who's welcome. We're all here doing this because we love it. It's just how we do things, maybe a little different, but we're having a great time. So, I think they really spent a lot of time um, perfecting this one, and I think it paid off. So really enjoyed this take. Um, great way to start the season. That pause, too, uh, near the beginning there was... was Oh, letting it hang there mm-hmm. on yeah. E? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was really yeah. good. Mm-hmm. Victor, what'd you think? Yep. Yeah, it was really good. Um, I also had a similar thought. Uh, on on the eye. However, I have got a grievance with that one, which we'll get to, I think, at the end of this episode. Okay. Uh, so we'll we'll let that one marinate a bit. Um, and and I also didn't like uh, kind of them uh, promoting Twitter. Uh, so <laughs> they're like, not promoting it. They're telling well, you to get off of they Twitter. Re- they re- they <laughs> Twitter is a, a cult. Yeah, they 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 called it out, and yeah. I feel like maybe they could have done without that. Well, but, I mean, um, here's the thing, though. First of all, this was written over a year ago yeah and also i mean at least they didn't fucking call it x nobody so. calls it x though no. nobody calls it x yeah. the site formerly known as twitter they should have said turn off your fart book <laughs> that would have been maybe more apropos maybe yeah but that wouldn't have fit the the scheme would it you yeah know, yeah I, I know that brings up anyway, a good point I, that i should have probably asked before we started this have you, uh, I know, Victor, you're going episode by episode, right? You haven't gone past episode. No, no, I'm going to go episode by episode. Matt, have you? Uh, I know I've only watched the first one. I don't actually necessarily have an intention on staying that way, right. but that's just what I've had time for. Okay. And just so you all know, Tanya and I have seen the whole thing front to back yeah. Yeah. already. So, he, yeah. and, and I, have, I feel like Awesome has probably watched it front to back. What? Uh, two, three dozen times? <laughs> about right yeah sorry victor i just because uh yeah go ahead no no i I, that that i think that's it yeah Mm -hmm. so it'll be fun to come around back to the eye later on but uh it was really well written Mm -hmm. almost almost as good as uh the the one we had uh, a few minutes earlier right (laughs) 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, may, may, they should have sent it maybe to uh, Tate and Wed for for a punch up or two. That's right. Uh, anyway, um, <laughs> yeah, it was great. I mean, this is a classic. I feel. I mean, this is a classic Letter Kenny thing that they've done in the past, and they're doing again, and but to great effect. And it's 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 basically thanking everyone for watching and 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 making them feel good about the end or trying to anyway. Uh, yep. I loved it. Yeah, that 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 pause. Uh, Gord called it out in the in the live stream. It, it was really impactful. Um, but um, then following it up with coaches, fucking embarrassing was just perfect. perfect. Like snap out of it, people. This is still a comedy. We're still gonna have fun fun on our way out from this. Ten? And Shorzy's give your balls a tug yeah, there too. Exactly. Mm. Ten. Uh, 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 so, uh, without wanting to say um, <laughs> anything, um, I didn't Apparently. like it as much as you guys. <laughs> You're doing <did>. it. <laughs> I didn't like it as much as you guys did, but you know what? It's because it goes so fast, and I don't get it all. Mm. Like it's I, not a competition, I, Tanya. My the hairs on my the back of my neck rose when Matt just read it. Mm-hmm. I loved when I could hear it and 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 feel the words. Um, it jumps too fast for me and I don't get it. And then I zone out because it's like, it's too, too fast and it's too um, like jump from one person to another. And I, I get that. Like, I like seeing everybody. I like that everybody's participating in it, but it takes away a little bit from the words that are being said because I can't get it as fast. Um, yeah. That's called out by Liz too. She loves that all the main characters were in it. So yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. But I, think- I, I truly heard it when Matt said it. Mm-hmm. I was like, wow, that, that, that's what they were said. Like the, I didn't know. <laughs> Watch it again with captions. Like, maybe I, saying yeah, maybe I do. Subtitles. Maybe I need to read it subtitles. and, and yeah. just like subtitle it. And I, I don't yeah, know how, I think, how did I, you get I, the I, words, Matt? Did you close captioning? Oh, is it? Oh, okay. <laughs> I because I, I I listened back to it like I rewatched the intro like three or four times because there was a couple things I, I caught I'm like hold on I need to slow that down I really want to hear what they're saying and that's why I took the time to understand but that's it. the thing okay so there's the question Do, should they slow it down so that you really no no so no, that no, you no, really no, no. appreciate it's, it's, the words it's like listening to it's like listening but the fact to a that song. you have to slow it down or put the closed caption no, on what to it appreciate is is you have to watch depth. it over and over again yeah. this yeah. letter Kenny is a show that rewards I mean, people who watch it over and over it. and over again it. yeah it, 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 the pacing and the delivery is just so critical to mm-hmm. their identity as a yeah. show yeah. if you slowed it down that's half the magic gone yeah 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 yeah, yeah. but tanya I, I agree with you like if you're watching if, if you're a one and done kind of a person with with these shows and pro- i'm sure there's lots of people probably not you know not not like the diehards right but yeah. there's people that watch a show they don't need to see the same episode again yeah and and for those They'll types of those viewers things. yeah i think that you're spot on that mm-hmm. it, it's it's going to go you know some of it is going to be oh that's cute and a lot most of it is going to go in one year out the other yeah. Yeah. it's like listening to a new song for the first time you're not going to be able to sing along with it you know the next time you listen right it, mm-hmm. it will take a little while yeah. and and eventually it's uh back to the extreme album <laughs> i didn't love it the first time i listened through it 
But now, sure I'm you did. What? Of course you did. I don't well, believe I, I, that. I, 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 yes, I liked it, but yeah. I, I, I didn't love everything. Now okay. I love everything. Right. Al, you should cut that one someone. line and said the yeah. new extreme album. I didn't like it, and then stop. <laughs> yeah, and, and then just, then just play that on. Put repeat. a tweet out going. Uh, Victor thought the new extreme album was crap. <laughs> I did not like it. <laughs> and I'm going to send it to Nuno Betancourt because, according to Toronto Mike, because he's Portuguese and I'm Portuguese, we somehow know each other. Your cousins. I'm sure. <laughs> We're cousins. Yeah. Anyway, awesome. What do you think of this? Um, as has been pointed out, the hang on mm-hmm. E, just letting it soak in. Um, that was good. I've alliteration is my favorite literary device as well. Like, so I just I love an abecedarian. They're so fun to read. Bless you. I got hooked on them. At, well, so when you run through the alphabet like that, right? Oh, Abbasidarian. I, I get in, it now. I get it yeah. now. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um <clears throat> Anyway. Uh, Is that like an abacus the, of letters? It's just the ABCs all You're said cute. as a word. Yeah. Um, oh, no, that's no, a different. Not. That's a Sesame Street song. An Ab- Abbasidarian is just A-B-C-D-E-Arian. Yes, gotcha. Okay. It's a racist anyway, um, alphabet. Uh, sounds controversial. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but back to W, the, the use of you're welcome is a pun because mm-hmm. it works both ways, right? Mm-hmm. Like, okay, so cold opens totally often will that. break the fourth wall and the audience will be directly addressed in the intro and outro. Mm-hmm. But with these, co- the, you know, alliterative cold opens, everything is said directly to the audience. Um. Yes. There is no fourth wall. We are being addressed by Wayne. So when he says, you're welcome, he's like, yeah, you're welcome in to the club, but also, you know, you're welcome. I've played eight years of my life work and I did it to share it with you. Yeah, Yeah. totally agree. For sure. All right, let's move on to the... After the credits, scene one, we open with a musical montage set to the song You Gonna Get It by Coach Whips. Uh, the montage starts with Wayne, Squirly Dan, and Derry hanging at the produce stand like usual. The skids in their lair doing a bunch of schneef like usual. Note the Coke is laid out in, on the mirror in the shape of a penis. I did notice that. <laughs> Ryan, Riley and Jonesy <laughs> headed to the arena to play hockey like usual. Gail and Bonnie McMurray at Modine's busy setting up tables and chairs for an event. Rosie sitting and reading as per usual. And Katie stepping off a bus with a suitcase. Uh, Wayne, Squirly Dan, and Derry are... Um, are there to meet her. They rush over to Katie. Wayne grabs his sister's suitcase and Squirrely Dan and Derry give her a big welcoming hug. It seems like she's just gotten back from somewhere. Uh, and then everyone, including the Hicks, Skids, and hockey players, head over to Modine's for whatever is happening that night. Uh, it turns out what's happening that night is a comedy night called Laughter Kenny, uh, featuring two comics, Alex and Olive, played by Ali Pierce and Olivia Stadler, respectively. Both are real-life comedians and writers on Letter Kenny. We'll get to them a little bit later. <clears throat> both Alex and Olive are from are from Letter Kenny. It turns out they're both Riley and Jonesy's former billet sisters, and Riley and Jonesy <laughs> want to smash them so bad. Riley and Jonesy think funny girls are the best because they're fun to be around, even when you're not smashing them because, well, they're funny. Uh, Riley and Jonesy decide to take a run at their billet sisters. And in case this needs to be said, production note, billet families are families that take on uh, take in young hockey players playing away from home. Uh, they, they basically set up as the 
parental influence for the young players while they're away from home. Uh, a few years yeah, it's ba- like a host family yeah, for we, an exchange. Yeah, yeah, they're basically we did that. Family. My parents did that for years. I think those are always my parents' favorite kids, by the way. <laughs> of course. <laughs> that's why you hate sports now. Yeah, yeah, yeah sports. that's why. Yeah. <laughs> so when, when uh, Riley and Jonesy are talking about build sisters, they just mean they're the daughters of the families who, who were, were watching them. So they're not really sisters. A question. <clears throat> yep. So, Shorzy definitely smashed their moms. Mm-hmm. So they're from Letterkenny. Mm-hmm. So why the fuck are they billeting with families in Letterkenny? Like, billeting on the road I can get. Right, right. But why the fuck do they have billet family in Letterkenny? That's if a their moms solid are question. Yeah, it's a good question. I don't, I don't know. know. You're asking your portal type questions. I feel like. <laughs> yeah, this is equivalent to where did Wayne get that cheese from? You know. Yeah. In the, in the series three. It's a it's a good question. But stuff too. Mm-hmm. You, you can add it to uh, part two of our interview with Kisa. Maybe at one yeah, point, <laughs> maybe at one point of their hockey career, they went somewhere for a little, for a year. Yeah, but the girls back. are from Letterkenny. So if they lived in Letterkenny and they're his, their billet sisters, then. Oh, then I don't. Know. Yeah, it's uh, well, a question. You may, you may have found a, a flaw in the, the uh, <laughs> much, much like Victor's flaw of the three team league in, in Shorzy. But uh, we'll move on. Uh, at another table, we learn about where Katie just got back from. Are you glad to be home from your vacations to Mexico's, Miss Cadiz? Yeah, it's always good to be home. Well, I can see you never wore your sunblock. Well, neither did this guy. Sup, squirrely tan. So what was your favorite part? <laughs> oh, doozy of a question, Gary. Sun, the beaches, the ocean, cervezas, siestas, and the margaritas. It was all like one big beautiful dream. I've kind of been thinking about it a lot since I left. Well, you better wear your sunblock. Your skin will look like an old saddlebag. Then we cut to Riley and Jonesy, who approach their billet sisters at the bar. Alex. Olive. Rye Guy. Jojo. Isn't it crazy that we lived in the same house for so long and never, like, succumbed to it? Succumbed to it? Yeah, anything was, like, pretty nutty. We lived in the same house for so long and never, like, surrendered to it. To what? To, to like... To never mind. Are you guys trying to smash your billet sisters? I'm trying to smash my billet sister, yes. Yeah, we uh, talked back there and we both decided we'd both try to smash our billet sisters. First of all, no. But second, I'm curious. We lived in the same house and you never took a run at us. Why now? We weren't as cocksure at that time of our lives, boys. But I'll have you know I was in my bedroom across the hall wailing on it to you two to four times a day. Yeah, and I wouldn't want you to worry about that. I was... Hammering on it to you three to five times a day in the bedroom next to yours. Three to five? Two to four? Yeah, but I was only wailing on it to you two to four times a day because I was wailing on it to my billet mom, your real mom, (laughs) one to two times a day. Yeah, in addition to hammering on it to you three to five times a day, I was also hammering on it to my billet mom, your real mom, one to two times a day. And often an additional one to two times a day to Jones' mom. My real mom. Seriously. Thank you. Back at the Hicks table, Squirrely Dan tells the others that watching the comedy show reminded him of when he did his observational humors at the talent shows ways back whens. Uh, Katie reminds Derry that it wasn't such a fond memory for him, and we flash back to when Derry got up to do the dance at the talent show and was so nervous he almost choked before the others stepped in to save him. Back to Riley and Jonesy, who are still shooting their shot with their billet sisters. So, let's say we uh, finally succumb. Ugh. 
dog shit line, Rye Guy. Huh? At least be funny. When? Always, preferably. We're funny. Unintentionally. What's so good about funny guys? They're still fun to be around even when you're not smashing. That last, that last <laughs> no, line was not. Riley and Jonesy realizing that the girls are just like them. Uh, back to the Hicks. Squirrely Dan is contemplating taking his observational humors out for another spin. Just then, Riley and Jonesy joined the Hicks at their table, licking their wounds. They heard about uh, they heard uh, Squirrely Dan's idea, and they decided they could do stand-up comedy, too. Uh, Katie's ske- uh, skeptical. Jonesy thinks they'd be good at it. Wayne doesn't think so. Uh, then their billet sisters would think they're funny, and they'll go. they'll be able to smash them. Uh, Katie tells Riley and Jonesy that stand-up comedy doesn't look easy. Uh, but Riley says neither do their billet sisters, but that's not going to stop them. The skids join the cr- uh, crowded table. They think Riley and Jonesy should definitely try it. Uh, Katie asks them why they don't try it. Stuart says he'd rather be a master of one trade than a jack of all. Oh, what's going on here? Come on. Really? One job. Yeah, I just—I feel like I'm being edged. My soundboard is crap. Here we go. He'd rather be a master of one trade than a jack of all. What are you a master of? Dating. Every comedian needs an audience. Every audience needs a heckler. We should all give it a try. Hard no. Oh, come on, good buddies. You like chatting with people at the grocery store and the banks and whatnot. You could be a crowdworks comic. Hmm. Do it. And Miss Katie's, she likes to say that skids are... Greasy. And that hockey players... Grab a monkey by the tit if they could. Use can be some roast comics. Do it. What about me? No. Huh? No. Why? Talent show. <laughs> Derry, besides from the time I seen you singing Beyonce in the car wash, you're not much of a performer. You get the yips, but... But I make people laugh all the time. Unintentionally. Don't worry, buddy. I'm told we do that, too. Derry, comedians have to be cool. And now I'm not cool? Well, now don't everybody answer all at once. Poor Derry looks hurt by this. Then Wayne piles on, commenting on how even by his standards, Derry's barn clothes are particularly ripe today. Uh, Katie adds. Oh, no, he says particularly. Particularly ripe today. Katie adds a wee bit spicy. Uh, Squirly Dan brings the subject back to the comedy, saying they'll need a host. Uh, They all look over to Alex and Olive sitting at the bar, except for Derry, who's still sitting there looking hurt. Scene three, another musical montage, this time set to the song North End Life, uh, Light Life from, by the headphone activist. We see everyone working on their stand-up routine, Katie at her laptop, Derry speaking into an ancient-looking recording device, Squirrelly Dan sitting in his armchair with a notepad, Riley and Jonesy just standing in the middle of the arena parking lot with their hockey sticks, blades, staring uh staring blankly into the distance Wayne on his back porch with the puppers sitting in a qu- in quiet thought they all look like they have fun funny material scene four cut to the laughter kenny laughter kenny comedy night alex and olive are hosting welcome to modines i'm alex and i'm olive <laughs> some circles may know us as riley and jonesy's old billet sisters Unfortunately, you know, it's such a cliche to hook up with your billet brothers. Which is why we've never done it. But that didn't stop our old billet brothers from trying to hook up with us last weekend. They actually told us that they used to masturbate to us. Used to? Hey, Alex, who do you go clam digging to? <laughs> oh, my God. Um, Norm MacDonald, Chris Farley, uh, George Carlin. Wait, they're all old. It's my daddy issues showing. <laughs> Ali introduces the first comic of the evening, the next king of crowd work, Wayne. Wayne takes the stage. Are you not? Good and you. What's that? You? 
Good, and you? Not too bad. So how's your beer? Pretty good. Yours? It's not too bad. So if you hold the bottle by the neck there rather than the body, she'll stay cold longer. Right on. So how's your old man? Pretty good. He's a good guy. Oh, he's a real good guy. He's a great guy. Cut to two minutes later, Wayne's wondering if Debbie's still smoking, but she quit when she got pregnant. Wayne finds this amusing because she used to smoke all the time in high school. Hilarious. Cut to another two minutes later, Wayne talking to someone else about a quad versus side-by-side vehicle. Stuart has <laughs> Stuart has had enough. He yells out, when do the jokes start? Cut to two minutes later again, Wayne is talking to someone else about their friend hitting some loose gravel and almost going into a ditch. After another bad joke about car insurance, Wayne stands on stage awkwardly and quiet, then utters the words, too much fun, and ends his set by (laughs) saying, well, we'll talk to you, and leaves the stage to a smattering of applause. Alex and Olive return to the stage. How about that crowd work? It was actually work for the crowd. Uh, Between comics, Derry goes to the bar for a shot of Gus and Brew. Gail comments that Derry seems white as a sheet. He says he's fine. Down the bar from Derry, a guy is drinking a puppers. He, too, is wearing co- coveralls. He watches Derry as he takes a shot and returns to his table. Uh, the next comic up is Squirrely Dan with his observational humor. Thank you, Alex. Thank you, Alex. It's great to be here, guys. Dad, you never notice. <laughs> whenever you ask your gal if she hungry, she always says no. So you goes ahead and makes yourself up a plate. She ends up eating half of it. <laughs> Kind of makes a fella wonder. <laughs> Donuts. Squirrely Dan is killing it once again, much to the confusion of Alex and Olive. Uh, during Squirrely Dan's uh, set, Derry is back at the bar. The guy from down the bar goes up to Derry and introduces himself as Mickey Gib- Gibraltar. Uh, he's played by Canadian actor Morgan Bedard, known for Aura, Purgatory Jack, and The Boy, and the boy in the Woods. Uh, Mickey offers his hand for Derry to shake, but Derry says his palms are pretty sweaty. Mickey says he's palmed worse today and uh, calls Derry super chief. Derry introduces himself. Uh, Mick thinks Derry could use another shot of Gus and Brew. Derry agrees, but Gail's nowhere to be found. So Mick offers him an extra shot of his. It was for his sister, but she wasn't there, so Derry can have it. And they both do the shot. Mick asks Derry if he's going on stage. He is. Mick says, well, now he's excited. Derry strikes him as a cool, funny guy. He's going to do great. Derry appreciates Mickey's encouraging words. In the background, Squirrelly Dan is still killing it, and Stuart is heckling him with the, when do the jokes start? But the crowd is eating Squirrelly Dan's act up. He gets a rousing applause when he's done, and as Squirrelly Dan walks off the stage, once again, he comments on how easy that was. He doesn't understand why people make such a big deal of it. Uh, next up is Derry with his act that he calls Letter Kenny Problems. He gets on stage and looks nervous. The crowd braces themselves for Derry to choke. But Derry sees Mickey, who's giving him encouraging thumbs up. Derry clears his throat and begins. You seen your ex-sweetie holding hands with a guy who kicked your ass one time in high school, and that's just about enough to make you want to drown yourself in a potted plant. (laughs) (laughs) But it's okay, because your ex-sweetie used to look herself in the mirror every time after she took a poop to see if her tummy was any flatter. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, everybody. I didn't see that coming. I wasn't ready. Kind of pictured a girl looking at herself in the mirror after she's laying. Okay, well, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, your second cousin put her toddler in a onesie that said, to snatching kisses and vice versa. <laughs> your third or fourth cousin was the only one left to fuck at the end of the night. And when there's no more firewood, sometimes you got to burn the axe handle. 
did the joke start? <laughs> it's funny, this one's actually about you, Stuart. <laughs> you saw a skid one time and put his name wrong in the computer at bowling, and you always figured that the nickname Stu Rat would stick. <laughs> I'm surprised it didn't. <laughs> the government tried to bust you for switching plates on your four-wheelers, and that stuffed shirt could suck cold shit through a wool sock. <laughs> That's gonna do it for me. Um, but like your second cousin always says, liquor before beer, poker in the rear. <laughs> Derry's given a standing ovation as he walks off the stage. Wayne and Katie look super proud. But instead of returning to the Hicks table, Derry makes his way to the bar where Mickey awaits, still laughing and heaping praise on Derry and offering him more beer. Uh, Derry's loving the attention. Wayne, Katie, and Squirrely Dan sit back down and look concerned. The next comics to take the stage are Riley and Jonesy. They ask Olive and Alex to stay on the stage because they want to practice some <laughs> funny pickup lines on them. The first few attempts backfires. The girls turn Riley and Jonesy's lines against them. But then Riley and Jonesy try something different. They try self-deprecation, which seems to work. <clears throat> hey, girl. If you were small words on a page, you'd be fine print because I can't read you and I'm not even going to try to understand you. <laughs> <laughs> that is self-deprecating humor, okay. Hey, girl, my name's Microsoft. Can I crash your place tonight? He's named after my dick. I can handle this angle. Give him some runway. Let's give him some runway. You must be a wetsuit and I must be the sun because you are tight and I make you dry. <laughs> <laughs> hey, girl, this condom in my pocket's going to expire tomorrow. Do you want to help me use it? Oh, wait, never mind. It's, it's way too big. <laughs> hey, girl, do you mind touching me so I can tell my friends I was touched by an angel? I swear, if you fart. Is this intimate? So intimate. Yeah, my doctor suggested that I tell people I'm intimate with that you've come in contact with two STDs. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but seriously, boys? Oh, seriously now, boys? Yeah, Siri dog boys. Okay, Siri dog boys. I have a problem and I really need your help. Oh, you've got a lot of problems. Me too. You're beyond help. There's something wrong with my phone. Oh? Mine too. And what's that? Your, Your number's, number's not, not in it. Put it in. Put it in. The two comics give in to the peer pressure and Riley and Jonesy's charm and give them their numbers to big cheers from before dismissing them from the stage. Uh, the final comic is a roast comic, but before they call the comic to the stage... Alex has a question for the audience. Wait, no one here gets offended too easily, do they? No. No, no one here gets offended too easily. Wow, that's refreshing. Yeah, that's different. Why? Because there are real problems in the world. Fucking A. <laughs> the roast comic being called to the stage is none other than Katie. Katie gets on the mic and starts roasting everyone in the audience. She makes fun of Squirrely Dan's weight. Wayne's lack of personality, Gail's promiscuity, Stewart's drug problem. She compares Riley and Jonesy to cat ladies because they're obsessed with pussy and they're probably going to die alone. And then she turns her sights on to Derry. Derry, what, what do I say about Derry? Uh, thanks for taking a break from freeloading on our farm to be here tonight. <laughs> Derry has all the charm of that sketchy guy who is running a model search in a strip mall. You know that guy? Yeah. Yeah, Derry works with farm animals, and I think that's great. It's important to be on the same intellectual level as your colleagues. <laughs> Doesn't Derry look like he just dirt-biked over here from his divorce hearing? <laughs> Derry is pals with the toughest guy in Letterkenny, but Derry's tough, too. Yeah, tough to look at. Tough to talk to. Tough to be around, tough to love. 
These jokes don't land well with Derry. Cut to another musical montage, this time set to the song Take No Sides by Relations. Uh, we get a long, slow push in on Alex and Olive, then cut to Riley and Jonesy doing the whitest white boy dance you've ever seen, <laughs> and Alex and, Ali- and Olive laughing their asses off at the sight of the two hockey players dancing, and then cut to Katie dancing with the skids, Bonnie dancing with Glenn, Gail dancing on her own, Wayne and Squirrely Dan at the bar watching this all transpire, but no dairy. No dairy. He's sitting at a table with Mick, watching everyone having a good time. It doesn't look like he's having a good time at all. Normally, he'd be dancing like a fool with everyone else. Uh, Mick gets up, pats Derry on the back, and walks toward the dance floor. Just then, Wayne sees Rosie dancing. Uh, Mick stumbles into her. In a flash, Wayne grabs Mick and slams him against the wall. Mick says he slipped. Wayne demands that he apologize. Uh, Mick refuses to apologize for slipping. Wayne is about to throw hands when Derry stops him, tells him to cool it. Uh, Mick taunts Wayne. Wayne is about to pummel him, but Rosie jumps in and asks him to go for a dart with her. Scene five, Wayne and Rosie are outside having a dart. No sense causing a big stink the night before I leave. No one wants a fuss, eh? Uh, no reason to get excited. You're not going to see me for a week. Well, your pit bull rescue pals out west will be happy to see you. Going to be sad all week missing me? Well, it might be a wee bit sad, yeah. You don't have to do something every time a drunk dude bumps me. That comes with the territory. Of what? Being the toughest guy in Letterkenny? Must be tiring after a while. Always having the pork chop around your neck. Boar chop. Well, boar chops was goddamn good. Man loves boar chops. I gotta pack. Coming now? I'll finish my beer and come crawl in. I wonder how important being the toughest guy in Letterkenny needs to be to you anymore. Oh, I've had this conversation before. It's fine if it is. I just wonder. Maybe it isn't. Rosie smacks Wayne on the butt, gets in the truck, and drives off. Once she's gone, Wayne flicks his dart, rushes inside the bar, and a few seconds later, Mick comes flying out of the bar with Wayne close behind, unbuttoning his cuffs, and we fade to black. All right. That is the first episode of the final season of Letter Kenny. Let's start with uh, first impressions. Matt, you're first. Yeah, a uh, lot to unpack mm-hmm. in this first episode. Um, I'll, I'll say out of the gate, very different tone um, and feel to what's been going on. And I, it's obviously intentional, but I'm not mad at it. it I, I'm already getting the vibe and whether it continues into the rest of the season that they're really trying to pay up. Pay homage to the eleven seasons that came before, right? Mm-hmm. There's there's already a lot of throwbacks and and gentle nods to whether I'm I'm not sure if it's just their maybe maybe some of their favorite episodes or scenes from the past that they're calling back, but mm-hmm. um but I but I appreciate it. You know, for a final season, a show like this, a lot has happened. Why the hell not? Um laughter, Kenny. I thought it was really clever. I think it's fun. Uh, this right out of the gate pays a bit of a tribute to like the talent show that they did. I mean, obviously uh, the flashback, which was kind of weird. And I don't think I've ever seen a flashback in the show. I know awesome. You'll keep me honest on that one, but um, it, it was a little out of character, but it was all right. It, it was quick and out of the, out of the, out of the way. Um, but yeah, that was a lot of fun. Um, Alex and Olive, So Ali and Ali Pearson, uh, Olivia Stadler, I'm kind of mad at them that they didn't 
own up to that the fact they were in the show when we met them oh they wouldn't the, be allowed to say anything, i know yeah. i know i know I'm, i know i'm not it's, it's not so really so bad, just but. those who who didn't go haven't gone to a letter kenny presents comedy night yeah ali and and olivia's are are, are are the two other comics with um uh mark forward and and jeff McHenry. so yeah. uh it was great to see them in this show because up until we saw them they were writers on the show but they'd never yeah. appeared on screen yeah, and so happy yeah, hey, for them. Hey, just give them a shout out for their other episode. Uh, International Women's Day. Yep, that's right. Oh, because they're yeah. also they're co-credited they're co-credited with Jared for International Women's Day and w- for this episode too. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah they they're yeah. co-credited for writing, but they're also punch-up writers like uh, like Risk is. So, um, yeah, yeah, and we'll get into a lot more of them in mm-hmm. in, in further weeks. But um, I just I was great to see them. Um, really enjoyed meeting them at the show, and then seeing them on the episode was fantastic. But um, one of my fa- early favorite scenes in this episode was the was the was Riley and Jonesy going toe to toe to that with them mm-hmm. um, about taking a run at them. And what I loved about that was Jonesy especially I think really hit hard. But it it almost felt like they approached it like it was a legal matter. Right. The way he positioned his questions and he's like, you know, he was everything was very factual and very statement like driven. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it kind of felt like a bit of a rebuttal scenario. But and their facial expressions through that whole scene, anything that Alex and all said back to them was spot on. So I thought that was a really strong scene for those two. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know the context and whatever and, and and how many times they went at it in a day, whatever. But that's Riley and Jonesy. <laughs> that's why we fucking love these idiots. Yeah. So um you, you get what you what you get. Um going quickly through the lineup, not the whole lineup. So Wayne um doing his bit, and I think I saw Cutler call it out in the chat because it was on my paper too. Hundred percent felt like a shout out to Crack an Egg. Yep. It was <laughs> absolutely another bit of, of Wayne taking a call and uh, just really not getting anywhere, just having a conversation. So, absolutely. Well, I mean, in in Letterkenny versus Penny, he even, you know, he uh, going around and knocking on people's doors that could get contentious, right? And that whole discussion goes. You ever notice how you can never get a straight answer in anyone in a small town? like that mm-hmm. like th- this fool enjoys meaningless chit chat yeah and and in his mind he probably found that hilarious in his <laughs> oh, own yeah. of course he did. way yeah. and if they tried yeah. to get i would have actually been mad if they gave him jokes mm-hmm. and made him attempt to do jokes so i think they handled that perfectly in the the timeline uh, every two minute two minute two minute oh, that was brilliant so um well oh, handled so side note you know what this means right what's that no Wayne thinks that the lounge lizard shtick is charming. The lounge. Because you notice how he was like, yeah, he was doing like the lounge lizard act, right? right. Okay. Like he's leaning up against various mm-hmm. yeah. props. He's that kind of crowd work. It can be genuine, mm-hmm. you know, it can be spontaneous. It can be a reaction or feeding on something that happened. Or it can just be like very Vegas schmoozy. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. yeah. He thinks that's charming. Yeah. And he, fucking... and he, yeah. And he owned it. And that yeah. too much fun to wrap it all up was, was <laughs> absolutely perfect. Um, getting into dairy and then Katie's act. Um, I'm, I don't know how I feel about this. It's obviously mean. I mean, roast roast roasting's hilarious. I love roast battles. Olivia Stadler being on the show makes sense. She's an expert at this. Mm-hmm. And, um, 
So uh, she probably had a big part in, in, and like you said, they are, they were, they were obviously co-writers of this episode. Um, but roasting works best when the person is already put themselves out there to be a part of the roast, right? Derry absolutely did not. And it just came across mean. And I'm sure that's the intent. And there's more to come in the episodes ahead. You can see they're setting up a big dairy timeline from what I can tell. But I didn't like it. I mean, I, I appreciate what they did, but it was just, it felt mean and that's its intention. So I, I, I guess I'm kind of torn on it. Sure. Um, um, I'm going to, I'm going to say though, I don't think Katie was being any more mean to dairy than she's been in the past with him. I think she's maybe, always, yeah. but it was all at once. And I think, yeah, I think he, yeah, well. yeah. He's in a bit of a mood. Um, no. already okay but i don't think she was because i don't think she was no, any mean. she hasn't done it in front of a live audience i mean come on this was way worse than what she's done in the past no, um, and, yeah. and he is in a bit of a mood because he's already like nervous and shit because they brought up previously mm-hmm. you know, they brought up his previous tanking performance <laughs> with the line dancing with no fucking line yeah yeah so he's yeah. already primed to be pessimistic yeah yeah Absolutely. And, and and I totally agree. Like he they they make these jokes, Al to your point, they make these jokes, but to Victor, you said not in a in a public setting. They are a tight group of friends, they can joke amongst themselves. This felt mean and to me. Um And Katie but- should know and I and I just gotta add to what you're saying. Katie should know Derry well enough to know that he would get hurt by this. Yeah. But yeah. it didn't feel right to me either. This was on the same level as Tannis and Stuart. I don't think it was that, quite that long. Well, oh, let me you put this. So, they've no. talked about it, but I think it was Riss who said it. Sorry, I think, I think it's a definite parallel. To what? Sorry, to the Tannis and no, Stewart. I, no, yeah, uh, I, I disagree because I think uh, Tannis was. was uh, I don't think because I think Tannis to Stewart was out of disgust, a genuine disgust. I think well, Katie yeah, Katie's okay, treating right. treatment of Daryl has always been. with love behind it uh it's just in in this case he wasn't ready to receive that no not at all yeah which he he is very much the awkward little brother yeah yeah she's always yeah she's always blaming no i'm not not blaming him at all i'm 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 just anyway go on matt sorry no i was gonna say which brings me to the balance of the episode which is mickey gibraltar Mm -hmm. right this guy, what do you say, Morgan uh, Bedard? I think his yeah. name was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Con- Connor Connor Bedard's dad. I don't think no, so. No, not not accurate. I actually looked. <laughs> no. So that's one of the few sports names I knew was Bedard. So I did a quick <laughs> Google search to see if they were connected. Yep. So go sports. Well done. Um, loved loved. Bedard's a really fucking common last well, name. I didn't though. know that. Okay, I'd only ever heard it one other time, and it was mm-hmm. in sports. So mm-hmm. go sports, and I thought Wait. there was a connection. Wait. <laughs> What I'll say about Mickey is love him or leave him. Everybody needs someone like him or more people deserve someone like him. His unapologetic cheerleading for dairy. I absolutely loved it. He, he kind of gave me a Joe Lo Triglio vibe as Boyle in like Brooklyn nine, nine, where he's just like, he's unapologetically himself. He's loud. He's out there, but he just, he cares so much for and, Boyle doesn't have a hidden agenda though. No, and, and they and that's what I mean. I don't know beyond this episode, and there could be more. But what I saw was well, neither was does Victor, to be fair. <laughs> fair to enough. Be fair. But I loved he just met from what Thank you, you saw Tanya. face value appreciates you. Was that he met him and he was right on his on his side and he was cheering him on and trying to make him feel good about what was going on. Again, there's probably more to the story, which I, I'm waiting to see, but in face value at episode one. 
I think he, I liked how he came across, even if it did come across abrasive. Um, and then the Wayne and his interaction was very uncomfortable too, which mm -hmm. they're setting a bad picture for both Wayne and in Maya's Katie for the a dairy attack in episode one. So a lot to unpack as we get deeper into this season, but um, yeah, I, I, I enjoyed it. Okay. Victor. Wow. Um, so immediate difference in mm -hmm. this episode is that it doesn't have the tropey stand up. Um, well, it's got stand up, but it doesn't have the tropey vignettes, right? Mm -hmm. It, 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 was a story from mm -hmm. beginning to end and any sub stories are all deeply connected to the main story. So it's really just one story. They're, they're building something here. Mm -hmm. They're introducing new characters. Uh, there's protagonists. There's one that looks like a protagonist, but is clearly going to be an antagonist mm. where he's almost like, what's his name from a few, few seasons ago? The, 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 Yerks. Dirks, thank Dirks. you. Right. Yeah, he's he's like Dirks. a Dirks wannabe or something. <laughs> I have the where, facial thing where I'm like, oh my god, they brought Dirks back for the last. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I don't think that's the same person. No, Wait a second. Same. All bearded <laughs> men don't look alike. Come on, <laughs> that's just racist. Babe, babe, that's called prospectnosia. <laughs> you got face blindness. She does. Yes, we've established that. <laughs> uh, anyway, so so you know that's so there's intrigue, there's mystery, there's humor. There's, uh, you know, they're, they're tugging at your emotional strings and stuff like that. So I, I think it was a pretty good episode. Mm -hmm. um, it was very full. And um, yeah, we'll, we'll share a little more as we continue to go around. Yeah, Victor I agree. Said tugging and I immediately thought balls. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. I really enjoyed. I like the, the tone of this. I love the, the introduction of the, the new characters. I'm, I'm although introducing new characters, you know, this late in the game kind of makes me sad that this is the last season because having uh um ali and and olivia on there i'm like oh man like they, they'd be so much fun live in the moment just I, I, I got it i get it um <laughs> i mean i i just i think uh no one no one acted out of character in this episode i think yeah, they did i think katie oh, you're so wrong i think katie yeah, has wrong. always been brutal to dairy not like this but she still has his back and i don't he, think she had his back in this setting. no she didn't i think at the end there, they were very proud of him when he went up on stage and, and did well, and they were proud of him. And when he didn't go join them, that's probably when they started to see, oh, wait, something's wrong with Derry. Up until then, they had- Also, oh, let's stab him in the back. But then they, they should have consoled him, him and him in the back? care of it that night. Because he went before her. Yeah. Look, she went up there. She made fun of Squirrely Dan's weight. She made fun of her brother's. But, uh, uh, but they're it's not. not Jerry is a different. She roasted no. all of them, and she she's got on that. And on she's got Jerry. that rep. That that. Um, You're letting her off the hook. I'm not okay, letting her off the hook. I'm saying your, your so, crush that you have. On I'm her, saying right now, no one side. is acting out of character. Except okay. Derry okay. is in a mood. Okay. No, no, no. No, no, no. Because you know what? You're like, victim blaming. Think, I'm think not back, victim blaming. Think back to Supersoft, Supersoft birthday and how he was and how he is with them and him like, oh, you know, I just don't want to. And, and, and they're like, no, we're going to do fuck this. Fuck your feelings. We're still having a party even if you don't want but it. Like, to that's show her. those are his feelings. He is a really I understand, but do you understand in, in that exact oh. same scenario? She's like, I don't care about your feelings. We're going to have a birthday party for you anyway. Yeah. Because we want to. But they had that Sally and, and said, she, and she like, told them embarrassing from your clutch. And she, yeah. and she, 
told an embarrassing story of him having a getting a boner during uh, the national anthem. Like grade nine, yeah, uh, that's kind of it's funny. Always that's a specific the, moment. Okay. That's not personal attacks at who uh, he is. All I'm in saying in front of. Uh, this is all obviously this is all setting up for con- some kind of confrontation. Oh, and wow. look, growing up, I had a, 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 fr- a circle of friends. Who, we were always like at each other. We're always making fun of each other. And usually that's all in good fun. But all it takes is for you to be in a bad mood for some of that to, to land poorly. And then all it takes is for somebody else to come with, at you with kindness for you to start wondering, are these really my friends or am I missing out on something better? You're, you're, you're forgetting or for some reason just dismissing mm-hmm. the fact that it's public shaming. It's not a friends having fun with each other and kind it's of rolling letter around. It's the Letterkenny. They're all, everyone knows each other there in that room. Everyone no, knows no, each no, other. No, no, no. It's not an anyway, no, Come so on. So agree to disagree. What I, I'll agree with you with this, uh, Victor. Uh, I love the setup that that seems to be happening here and that it's one story and not a bunch of vignettes. I think they're going, and here's some of the things I see setting up here. There's Matt, you, you called it out first time. I think I've ever seen a flashback in an episode of letter Kenny, except for the, the, the St. Patrick's day, which was all flashbacks, like, Mm -hmm. but flashbacks to things we'd never seen before. This is actually flashing back something we, we have seen. There's a lot of callbacks to previous episodes, to the talent show, yeah. uh, to Letterkenny problems. I mean, Derry's oh. act is basically the Letterkenny problems, the YouTube yeah. clips, which is amazing. I love I that. I love great. that so much. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Wayne um, Wayne set was crack and egg. Uh, um, Cutler po- called that out. I completely agree. Same kind of uh, 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 quote unquote humor. Uh, full circle there with uh, at the end there. I mean, when we when we start Letterkenny. Wayne wasn't fighting because Angie convinced him that he didn't need to. And now we have not Rosie trying to convince Wayne not to fight, but asking him, is it really that important to you to still yeah. be the toughest guy in letter Kenny? And he even said, well, I've heard that before. So something there, like again, a kind of a full circle moment there. Uh, and obviously at the end of Wayne's set, when he said too much fun, there's a call back to letter Kenny versus Penny. So I'm loving all this. Like some of it is, is like actual flashbacks, but some of it's just like calling back to previous, uh, uh, seasons and, uh, like, yeah, the nostalgic trip that we're going to be on is going to be, um, crazy. I am a little kid and I am like kicking and screaming. Don't want this to go. So I, I, my back is up. My back is up. I know that this is the last season and we watched the trailers. Um, you know, we saw Katie coming off the bus. We didn't have any text to it. We thought she was getting on the bus and we're like, she's leaving. She's going somewhere. Oh yeah. yeah that's and right. we were like, guess it, like it was like autofill. Yeah. What, what's happening in these, in these scenes. Mm-hmm. So to hear and to see that she's coming off the bus and that she had just had a trip, but, the whole time watching it, I was like, okay, where is everybody going? How are they going to end this? And it was just like, I feel like I was trying to prepare, but at the same time trying to hold on to everybody and keep everybody where they should be, where they need to be and, and, and leave them in a happy place in my mind. And I was getting upset watching it because I was like, okay, who's this new guy? What are you doing with my dairy? Like what, like what, what's happening Mm -hmm. and why are we breaking up the the group? Is that where we're going with this? Cause I don't want the group to break up. Like I was, I feel like I was getting my feelings hurt Mm -hmm. or very concerned 
over every little thing because I didn't, I, I just fear what the end's going to be and um, if they're going to end it where they're all splitting up. Um, you know, um, I saw Rosie and Wayne and they're talking about, you know, do you have to be the the toughest guy? Mm-hmm. Her going out to, to the dog uh, to see the dogs. And I'm like, oh my God, she's going to be C. Like, like everything is just, I think that I, I just am. I'm, I'm pulling a little kid, you know, mm-hmm. I don't want anything to change. Yeah. Everybody just stay where you are and let's just end this happily. Mm-hmm. And um, this episode isn't lining up for that. It, it just, it got me. Up. And then when I saw Katie do what she did to Derry, I think that's why I got so upset. It was sure. like, no, like, you know, Derry, you're friends with him. He's going to get upset with this and you should know his body language, his behavior, and you should go and have a conversation with him. Well, so this is episode one of six, right? So, right. <laughs> I mean, but- the, the, the resolution you're talking about <laughs> might happen, you know, in five episodes. <laughs> Well, and, and I, I don't know where this is. Alert, like, what the no, 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 I'm not <laughs> no, giving anything. I don't know. Mick could be a murderer and could Gary might not get a chance. Don't talk, to talk about Mick Gary. like that. <laughs> no, no, I'm not giving anything. Uh, Mick's a like, good guy. There's, there's nothing, um, there's nothing in my, my contact. That's just how I felt watching this first episode is mm-hmm. like, no, like what is happening and, and why is the, all of this happening? Sure. That all being said, you know, um, the, the laughter Kenny was, uh, really funny. I, I like that they did that. Riley and Jonesy, Jonesy, I thought was hilarious. Um, them being in unison saying that they used to masturbate to, uh, the girls, um, that, that wasn't ever reference. And I really want to hear feedback as to, um, um, how how it was delivered. So when the girls said before Katie went up to start roasting and, and that delivery of no, we're in a small town, there's bigger things. Like why was it delivered that way? It was so in unison and deliberately stop. That was blatantly and, a message to anybody who yeah. watches this and gets, and gets offended easily. Uh, and I mean, and like, the flat monotone yeah, delivery it's like, too. It's like, this is a line that they have had to drag out yeah. previously. Mm-hmm. And it's the, the town line, mm-hmm. right? Like the party line that they're all going to tow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like they're, they're more important things in life to worry about than being offended by a, f- a few jokes is basically them saying to the viewer and uh, as the town. Yeah. Well then they're, they're, they're talking Tanya to you. Yeah. Uh, watching Al watch the show for the first time. <laughs> that that's that's who they're talking to. They're, yeah. they're not yeah. talking to the regular viewers. They're mm-hmm. talking to the uh, you know fly buyers. Mm-hmm. Saying, what the fuck for you? Yeah, yeah. What the fuck are you watching? Mm-hmm. Um, they're they're talking to uh, Matt's poor kid that walked in on on him. That, that you know <laughs> they're talking to Toronto <laughs> Mike. Uh, actually, like that? <laughs> that was a core memory for him. Okay, <laughs> that's gonna be a masturbating memory yeah. for him. That's gonna- um, <laughs> walking in on your parents. <laughs> okay, awesome. Uh, uh, initial thoughts. <laughs> okay, so I need to preface this. I have had to really work to separate like my general malaise and disappointment that 12 is the last series of Letterkenny mm-hmm. from what I actually think about 12 as a story. Sure. Right. 
So, like, I'm trying to be objective and fair when I evaluate these episodes based on what actually happens on fucking screen. And also try not to be spoilery, please. <laughs> yeah, no, I um definitely trying to avoid that. Mm-hmm. But like. So without spoiling anything. Um, the precedent of the letter, Kenny, is that these episodes are in fact quite episodic right like they're um it's not until we get to like series five that they get to be more serial like right. there's a plot line running through mm-hmm. the whole series that um drives everything and is addressed in every episode of the series right so um for me that's classic letter kitty that is what i like about the show is i like the episodic nature of it i like that everything returns to the status quo i like that we're just getting like these these moments these slices of everyday life these random days yeah. that is what i like about letter kitty mm-hmm. right so 12 is very serial so you can't Everything that we're talking about today in this episode is going to come into play mm-hmm. there. You can't separate this episode from those that follow. Right. So just bear that in mind. Yeah. Um, but I think, I mean, said, I mean, Victor hasn't watched ahead and he, he can tell, I mean, I think anyone who's, yeah. who's watched TV yeah, I think knows. It's fair, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think it's pretty easy to see that they're setting up a story here. Yeah. There were, I've said it before and I'll say it again. God bless him. I love the boy, but Jarrett is not particularly subtle as a writer. Mm-hmm. And I think that's one of the show's main virtues. Everything is just right there. You don't have to fucking guess. It is literally in the text. Okay. If there is something going on, you fucking know what's going on. Everything isn't just saying it. It's screaming it mm-hmm. at you. So, Let's go on um, uh, quickly. All right. So when when Katie gets off the bus and mm-hmm. the boys are standing there, Wayne immediately launches himself at her mm-hmm. and Danny Derry are like a step behind. And then Wayne grabs up her suitcase because that's he shows rather than tells. Yep. I bet you a million dollars. Wayne has only ever said the L word like maybe twice in his entire life. Once to his mom and once to Katie. And that's fucking it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like Le- he leakage? is that type of prick. <laughs> leakage. Letter Kenny. Did you say Victor, leakage? Letter Kenny. <laughs> is that it? You, you went with leakage. Leakage. Okay. Yeah. Just right? want to be clear. Keep but going. Keep going, Austin. Like, don't don't let him d- so, d- derail um, you. Fucking guy. <laughs> Uh, that point. Okay, my next point. Uh, so, uh, headphone activist. His his song in there. Mm-hmm. The classical piece that he samples is Johann Sebastian Bach's Prelude. Thank you. I couldn't. I couldn't name it, but I was like, that's a sample for sure. Oh, cool. What a banger. Good job, Matt. 
Yeah, I, I like classical music. I'm a I'm a nerd. Yeah, uh my my next point was that Wayne thinks that the lounge lizard shtick is charming. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's so funny to me. So I want to talk a, a second about um you know, quote unquote Alex and Olive's stand-up routine. Mm-hmm. These women are really accomplished stand-up comics. I've seen some of their shit, but their characters are doing like the most cliche, tropey fucking stand-up shit. Yeah. And that is definitely a hundred percent on purpose. Yeah. Like sure. Well, they're also fucking, tag teaming. The, like the you don't blatant, yeah, they're not a team yeah. generally. No, they're, but they're, like <laughs> the blatant calling out of Ooh, my daddy issues, fner, fner, fner. Yeah. Right? Like Yeah, they were definitely and, a scaled back. Yeah, my version garage of who is pretty are. small, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Nah, nah, nah. So it's it's funny to me how like they they basicked their act, mm-hmm. right? Like that that is the most you know stand up 101. Everybody goes through that phase when they're first starting out comedy. Um and then they've got the fucking audacity to look askance at Dan's act, which <laughs> I get why it is fucking mystifying, but that's small town shit, right? It's a hundred percent relatable. It's familiar. And that's why it's amusing. Oh, he's, he's got the catchphrase. He's got multiple catchphrases and, and everyone loves that shit. Yeah. So that's what, yeah, yeah, exactly. Like serious comedians hate catchphrase comedians. <laughs> so, right. Yeah. But again, again, their act, Alex and Olives, their act is so cliche. Mm-hmm. It's like, Hmm. Okay, whatever. Pass judgment if you like. Um, so Mick, he comes on so strong and like, okay, Matt. Yes, everyone needs a hype man, but Mick is so fucking creepy. Like he is dressed identically oh, yeah. to Daryl. There's some weirdness for sure. Don't get me wrong, but and like what's the with- vibes are just off and what's with him bumping into rosie i think it was, was just legitimately look, an accident that, it, that look everything legit. everything he does there is a level of plausible deniability every single fucking thing he does and the fact that it is so ambiguous immediately hangs my radar mm-hmm. right like my antenna are up and they are quivering and i'm like this is a man to watch yeah not in a he's gonna be entertaining kind of way but in a i need to know where that person is at all times and they need to never be between me and the fucking exit yeah mm-hmm. have your suspicions high i get it sure. yeah but to, to like, my the only i'll say is We've always talked about Letterkenny, especially being a caricature of people. So yeah. when I see right. Mick Gibraltar or whatever, he is an exaggerated version of a hype man to me. Yeah. So that didn't throw me completely off knowing, and, although and, I completely agree with what you're saying, yeah. didn't throw me completely off because that's the tone of the type of people that enter. Yeah. When ship. you go to a resort, you're the one that gets conned into seeing those timeshare properties. <laughs> don't you? No, he I will, 100% no, no. is. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Matt, I, Matt, has anybody ever slipped you a date rape drug? No. Because, yeah. 
That's what you sound like that. right now. <laughs> but no, no. What I'll say about the the timeshare, hundred percent. I have been to timeshare, but I am very aware of what I'm doing, and all I'm waiting for is that free shit at the end, yep. and then a hard nope. Yep. Yeah, that's what you convinced yourself by halfway through. At least I'm going to get something out of it. Oh, I laughed but... at one really quick side story. I got invited to one of those one time, and they were trying to sell me on shit. And this was like at the, when I just started my career. I was barely making bank to to even rent an apartment, and they're pushing this shit. And I looked at the lady, and I laughed. I'm like, "Are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. You think I can afford any of this? <laughs> Give me my vacuum or whatever they're giving me. I'm out of here. We like, got free Jays tickets for one that we went oh, to. Yeah. <laughs> I was laughing in their face and they were so mad. I'm like, mm-hmm. you're insane. You need to do a better vetting job before you bring people in because there's not a chance I can afford even your basic package. Yeah. So. It's the people that can't afford it are the ones that typically get conned into it, unfortunately. Yeah. yeah. In terms of Mickey, though, he's exactly what Derry needed at that time. But uh, yeah. yeah, you're right. Yeah, he, he came on I mean, very strong. And it's like so strong, it's suspicious. Like, I don't know if it's just like 20 something years of hanging out in bars and like college campuses and library and having to get to know the warning signs. But for me, Michael Gibraltar was fucking waving more flags than a com- more red flags than a communist rally okay like, he, he targeted Gary. he targeted yeah him. he really did he targeted he and really i'm wondering did. like who is he why blatant. is he why is he doing this yeah. what's it what's up he and, and it's just ugh, he creeps me the fuck out and he did from the first fucking second because when remember when Derry's like ordering his first shot of gus and brew from Gaylor, mick is staring right at him mm-hmm. he's like drilling into him yeah, with his eyes he's watching and it's like yeah. and if gail's not there where do you get those two shots well he there's he, a, he, so he many ex- questions he explained the he shot had, like front loaded it yeah yeah he had ordered previously ordered the shots i don't know if his there's sister, no sister there's it, no sister he's yeah targeted. i don't know if she's ever going to show up or whatever i think he deliberately ordered two shots in order to get at daryl it seemed deliberate but there's going to be a sister yeah. in his basement. All right. Uh, <laughs> awesome. Final point before we move on to ratings. Oh, God. Uh, I have so many more. Uh, okay. Oh, no. So wait, when Derry is favorite. up during his set, mm-hmm. Katie and, and Stu Rat starts chirping him. When did the fucking joke start? Katie smacks him down. Yeah. Katie slaps the table and tells him to knock it the fuck off. Mm-hmm. Right. And her and Wayne were the first ones up and clapping and yeah, supporting they were, Harry. Yeah, they were everything. Some, okay. Well, anyway, we'll get to, to ratings in a second, and and I'll, um, I'll, I'll yeah, go on. And then, and then, so, all right. When uh, when Gibraltar bumps into Rosie mm-hmm. again, plausible deniability. It could have been an accident. Dance floor is crowded. Whatever. So Wayne's about to haul off, and Rosie puts the pause on it, mm-hmm. and then after that. Wayne looks at Katie to double check. Like Rosie has made her feelings clear. Don't fucking do it. He double checks with Katie to make sure that that's the correct thing. Right. Cause like if, if Katie had said, go ahead and get him, he would have done it even though Rosie had said not to. So that's, and that's, actually not the first time that that's happened mm-hmm. didn't Derry um, also and, come in yeah he, he was the first one to yeah, say Derry cool also it. came in cool it yeah um <clears throat> so 
uh, when when Rosie is having the conversation with Wayne by the truck. Mm-hmm. Minor point and then major point. Um, the fuck pork chop around your neck? Is it not an albatross around your neck? Yeah, I didn't quite understand the reference. I thought it was just their way to get to board chops eventually. But um, I thought he's talking about Portuguese. <laughs> I thought he was like. Uh-huh. I thought it was a Portuguese reference yeah, too. Yeah. I thought it was like the big dog, the alpha male, the port. Like, Maybe it was a shout out to Al. Oh, it was definitely a shout well, out. So, to like, I can imagine, like, okay, in terms of being a big dog, right, having a pork chop around your neck—that's bait, mm-hmm. right? When you're the best at something. You have a target on your back. Everyone's always going to come at you, right? Um, an albatross around your neck, though, is a burden, yeah. right? Yeah. It's something that you carry with you that weighs you down. It's it's a bad luck charm. Um, so I don't know which way that was supposed to go. And then um, the big point, Wayne immediately makes that leap to Angie. Like once burnt, twice shy, right? Mm -hmm. When she asks him if it's still important, it's okay if it is, but is it still all that important to you? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it fucking is. It has been low these 11 fucking series. Why would that change now? Especially after the note we ended on in 11. Right? Why? Yeah, that was. It would change because of the eye. And. And that's where I was going from the beginning. It would change because they said, you know, initially they started out this way, but now they've they've grown and now they're intelligent. Well, no, you're still the same mm-hmm. mutt that you were, you know, yeah. 11 seasons ago. All right, let's move on to ratings. Um, we'll also be here all one night. One last thing, though. Okay, one quickly. Last thing. Yeah. Quickly, quickly. So uh, Tanya was talking earlier about, like, I don't want this, you know, and feeling like, why are they doing this? And like, I swear to Christ. In 20 goddamn 19, I literally wrote on the subreddit, Jared, you do not have to play with my emotions in order to get me to watch your fucking show. Okay. And that was in reference to like the serial cliffhanger endings that we had gotten that were all like big, what the fuck is going to happen notes. Um, But yeah, no, like this, um, because this is the final series and because you're watching everything with an eye to like insulating yourself and protecting yourself Mm -hmm. from the separation that is going to happen. Like the thing with Katie on the bus, right? Like we all thought she was getting on in reality, she's getting off, but we're all watching it with the perspective that something is going to happen like that. You don't need to have any spoilers or anything just to know that, because by virtue of the fact that this is the final season. Yeah. If Dean were we here, for, that- yeah, if Dean were here, he'd say they're playing with tropes, but they're, they're, they're reversing them, right? The trope that everyone yeah, they're leaves subverting it, yeah. them. They're, they're, they're subverting um, the tropes. Yeah. Yeah. But again, it's like, you don't need to jerk me around to get me to watch your shit. Yeah. I'm going to watch it. I'm going to think what I think about it. I'm probably going to like it because I'm very heavily biased, but like, I just, mm, I don't know. It's narrative misdirection is one thing, and I get that. But the advertising around this was such that everything looks like it is ending. 
Mm-hmm. And yes, okay, again, <coughs> series 12, final series. Yeah. No, I think they're playing with the tropes. I think they're they're playing with our emotions, and uh, but in Jared, we have to trust. All right, let's move so, on. But wait, wait, oh. sorry. Before you move on, mm-hmm. I do have one final question, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. is, uh, so Derry stops uh, Wayne from, from pounding yep. Mick on the dance floor, but then as soon as Rosie leaves, he grabs him and throws them out the door, and yep. he starts rolling his sleeve. So he's going to yep. fight him anyways. Yep. So oh, yeah. how, does, how does that image at the end... You know, Jerry asked him not to. Rosie asked him not to, and he did it anyways. Yeah, because that's what he's going to do. Yeah. He's going to do what he's going to do. Yeah, that's the beginning of there's a no, rift. Yeah, th- there's no growth there, and it's the beginning of of the rift. Like yeah. that that singular moment put Wayne and Daryl at odds for practically the first time ever. Okay, yeah. Matt, rating. Give me a rating, please. <laughs> You sure you don't want to recircle back? No, I, I need a rating. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, I won't dance too far. Um, this episode was one of the most enjoyable, in my opinion, in a long time from Letterkenny. I mm. like what they did. The music was on. Oh, was absolutely on fire. Three that montages. That Three. Song? Three montages. That, that head, song on the that dance floor activist. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And the headphone activist track there with that sample, mm-hmm. like, that really made me happy. Mm-hmm. They gave me a lot of the things I love most about Letterkenny. Mm-hmm. Even though there's some things that obviously rub me the wrong way, I'm not holding that as a disadvantage on the episode. I think they are clearly setting something up, and I'm really excited to see where it goes, even if I was mad at it. Mm-hmm. So this, honestly, was easily a top 10 episode to me. Oh, wow. um, maybe even a top five. It's one of the easiest Whoa. freshes I've given to a Letterkenny mm. episode in a long time. Really end to end, just enjoyed the hell out of it. Nice. Fresh. Okay. Victor. So, uh, and we didn't point out that Derry's, uh, not Derry's, Wayne's eyes were more beady than usual. Um, <laughs> especially at Winky? the end. Beady. <laughs> uh, when, when at the end, uh, before, um, before he saw Rosie on the dance floor, he was looking very, very angry, mm-hmm. and his eyes were almost completely closed. Um, and and when he saw Rosie, then they opened up just Jealousy. a little bit, and he got a smile. Um, and then they became he angry again so when he saw the bump. <laughs> so, but anyway, um, it was a great episode from beginning to end. Um, however, uh, because of history, um, I'm going to give this episode a temporary uh, clearance. What? And- <laughs> Yeah, you, so, Victor. I don't think we've ever used mean? the word temporary. Temporary, temporary clearance. You can't do that. I, I can. I can. What's and I will. Tem- what and makes it temporary? I, temporary? Explain yourself. I can very easily explain myself. No, you, so, no it's not going to be right. So, explain. yeah. So I can't remember what season it was, but the season where they totally embarrassed the ladies <laughs> uh, in the hockey game. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was never truly. Uh, some of you may disagree, but there was never any true. Come, come up, up and, to that. Okay. There was no there was no real reason to embarrass them and there was never a kind of a closure to that. Sure. So so because of that, there was this episode kind of left us with two uncomfortable bad tastes in our mouth. One one with Derry being completely humiliated mm-hmm. uh by his friends in front of a live audience. Uh and nobody came to his defense. They just let it happen. Um and 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 then and and uh, what's his name 2.0 coming out um <laughs> mick or dirks, dirks no dirks 2.0, dirks 2.0 mm-hmm. uh where he's still you know in in uh sheep's clothing mm-hmm. uh Victor, and if men leave a bad taste in your mouth just don't swallow okay so yeah, <laughs> settle down 
and 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 so so you've got this you've got this guy in sheep's clothing. He's clearly doing something. There's this, you know, something bad's going to happen, and and it's unresolved, okay. and it's unresolved. And, well, and these, but this you, shows you're now you're not you now you're getting yourself out. Like, give it a rating based on what you saw. No, I am. And, and I am. No, what I saw, but you can't what say I, temporary because what I'm expecting is an episode it, or two when things resolve. You're like, oh, you know what? That was it. That was if a not when that's going to look stupid not, at that point. No, 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 not, no, not, no, no. Because no, I'm because adjudicating. I am adjudicating this. You cannot give a provisional fucking rating. Well, right. then I'm going to give it a permanent uh, clearance then okay. because I don't. Then I don't own your like, clearance and don't dance around it. You're wrong. I, I, it's a clearance but, because because. I don't like how this episode made me feel. Okay. Like the, the, the Letterkenny show mm-hmm. has always been a feel good show with some controversy. That whole line that they said, you know, don't, you know, it's just a show. Don't, mm-hmm. you know, don't take it too far. Uh, don't be a softy and whatnot. That's fine. I get that. But there's been episodes that they have gone too far and they, they weren't that great. And I've given them clearances or composts in the past. And so this episode for now, for now is a clearance. And as some here on this panel mm-hmm. have chosen to review their ratings on Fartbook, I uh am doing the same he thing. He reserves so the right. If, okay. I reserve the right. And so we'll see. We'll see what right. happens. Making up rules as That's we go fine. along. Clearance. No this problem. This is bullshit. <laughs> Let's move on. My rating. And before but before I give my rating, I am not victim blaming Derry. He has every <laughs> right to feel the way he feels i 100 percent think he should feel the way he feels i have felt like him and, before. and that was a bad choice of words from my from no 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 but but just well. because some, some other like, yeah so he 100 percent legitimately should feel the way he feels the way he was treated by them all i'm saying is they haven't treated him any differently than they've treated him in the past but he totally right. totally deserves he, he totally should feel the way he's feeling i've been the same way uh, before, like I said, I, I grew up with friends. We were always jabbing at each other, and when, there are days where I didn't want to, couldn't handle it. So you'd have to put. Don't air your dirty laundry, no, though. No, but so anyway, I love this episode. I love the story it's setting up. Um, it's I like I like the addition of Ali of Alex and and Oliver, Ali and uh, Olivia. Um, everything about this, and you know what? I mean, it's the last season, and we haven't seen something as dramatic as a rift between the Hicks. So I think this is going to be, this is setting something up really exciting. So I'm looking forward to seeing where it goes. Yeah. No, what's your oh, rating wait. now? My, oh, my rating was fresh. I gave it a yeah, fresh. And, yeah. and 10, before you go, and that there, there's a third reason, before right? Before you go. So, so, so the third. Victor. So the third reason. So Fox. Are you, so getting not, are you reason, stepping on my deck here? Yes. So uh, the third reason. Is. Yeah, the one the one made out of that uh, cocaine. Um, the third reason was Wayne just disappointing us, right? Choosing choosing to beat up this guy. Over yeah, it wasn't a good look for Wayne either. It was not you. looking. It was not it a was, good look for Wayne at all. It was a bad look, yeah. and he's choosing him. Mm-hmm. He's choosing this new guy in town over Rosie. Yeah, what? That's such a douchebaggery move. Like, grow up a little bit. Mm-hmm. And no, so yeah, no, no I that doesn't discredit the that. episode though. Like that doesn't discredit the that sets a tone that sets where they're heading and and defined what we're ready, what we're excited we'll for. So we'll see. No. Ten. We'll see. Your rating. We'll see. 
this episode made me have a flashback upon reflection of it flashback to to Sudbury where uh awesome you'll remember this very well that Mm -hmm. woman um taking your hair and and uh um braiding it oh my god right oh yeah when you know something is out of place and something is weird and you have your backup right away mick made me have my hands on my hair before she even asked when when i'm at a bar i am watching i am watching my people i am watching the other people i am like there's i feel like i'm a bloody security guard and and i always have my backup watching and ready for what's going to happen like is it are is everybody safe is everybody okay if we're having fun we're having fun great you know i'll 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 calm down but I'm always watching. And she was, you know, at first, you know, trying, like she was drunk as hell, but it was like, nah, you are still not, something's weird about you. You're not being like, you're, you're trying to be nice, but you're not being nice. And, and we, uh, you just have your backup. And Mick made me feel like I have my backup. You know, I'm worried about dairy. Um, um, anyways, we've already talked about mm-hmm. all of that. It's a clearance for me. I can't oh. I can't bring it to a fresh. Like it didn't give me a warm fuzzy feeling. Mm-hmm. I was worried and um you know weighing going a- against Rosie and uh, um Derry and like it just there was no good feeling at the end. I'm okay. I'm yeah. Yeah. Even that whole long dance scene where everyone's dancing and having fun and the Tanya, I'm yeah, your train I'm, and you're my soul sister. I'm so surprised. On this okay. One. Exactly I'm not going to lie. That was a very funky analogy. Awesome. <laughs> okay. So, mm. <laughs> again, I'm trying to be fair and objective about this. So, I am evaluating this episode on the rubric does it accomplish what it set out to accomplish? And for me, the answer is yes. Okay. All right. So, well, everyone um, has their own rubric, ha- so yeah. Yeah, I have to push back against uh, something Victor said. Like, that's fun um, to do. Yeah, I know, right? It's so easy. <laughs> just, <laughs> just, just be gentle. <laughs> Never. Uh, no, like again, th- this this episode set is a setup for the rest of the series, and that's always how the first episode is. And Wayne did not disappoint us, right? Wayne didn't even disappoint himself. He might have disappointed Derry and Rosie, but he has always been this person. He has always been the same man. He looks to Katie because she is his moral compass, right? Right. Like he'll make a judgment, but he always needs that backup. Mm -hmm. And like, under in that situation it's easier to let it go for the moment but it still needs to be addressed mm-hmm. and Wayne so are you giving it a temporary less- clearance too <laughs> K- no, katie's moral compass God. was broken too this episode yeah no no it wasn't because katie's hackles were up for the same reason me and tanya's hackles were up right okay, awesome give me a rating own hackles give were me up. a rating please <laughs> we're running late <laughs> i want to point out one more thing i am very fascinated with the difference al Mm. with you okay between this episode one 
and Shorzy series two. We're not talking about Shorzy here. We're not talking about Shorzy here. Listen, listen. The episodes are doing the same thing. They're setting up the entire arc for the entire series. Mm -hmm. And with Shorzy, you were all down on it. But with this episode, you're all fucking in. Completely different shows. Fucking fascinating. You can take multitudes. And I think you're a hypocrite. Okay. But. This episode is a fucking fresh. Fresh. All right. Thank you. Uh, A a rare tweet during the episode here from Steve Jeffrey. Katie went too far. Tannis got a kick in the mitt for that level of disrespect for Stuart in season one. And he's a skid for Cripe's sake, wailing on Derry so hard and laughing it off instead of actually thinking about how he'd take it. Uh, laid the basis for the whole season. Thank you, uh, Steve, for that. And and uh, some of us here agree. I agree. She went too far, but I also think she's all she's always been that way towards him. All right, let's move on to yeah. um, MVP. Matt, who do you give the MVP to? Uh, looking at face value, and I know there's more to come. Uh, I I loved Mick Travolta in this one. This okay. guy just he just did it for me. Um, mm-hmm. I know there's such, nothing but sketch there, but. Um, but it was the perfect like, level of sketch. <laughs> it was perfect level of sketch, and I, and I, and I think awesome. Awesome. Maybe bag. maybe it's what you said is like he or one of you said it's what Derry needed in that moment, mm-hmm. and uh, I, I enjoyed him for that. Yeah, that it was, was what, what Derry that needed. Was you, that moment. Matt, you that enjoyed was, him I, for I the wrong reasons. Line. I said that. I said that. Thank you. I was gonna say I didn't say that line, but I like. <laughs> okay, that. Mick Gibraltar. Wow, uh, I didn't see that coming, Victor. Matt, you enjoyed him for the wrong reasons, but anyway. <laughs> um, Victor, I believe you gave Dirks an MVP one. So. your sex yeah, tape. No, but for the right reasons. <laughs> so <laughs> Enjoyed him for the wrong reasons. Title your sex tape. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, let's see here. Um, this one's easy. You got to give it to Stuart. Um, what? When the- <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> what? <laughs> just, just let him go, guys. Let him go. <laughs> God damn it. When- let him go. When did the joke start? That was placed many times oh, right man. at the right time. Mm-hmm. He he was he was that he was the backbone, the soundtrack, the mood setter for the entire episode. Uh loved him. He did great. You would side with the fucking heckler. I swear to God. Hecklers are down <laughs> like with amoebas. Like they're, they're the lowest is form at of his life. core a fucking skid. Oh my god. <laughs> <sighs> All right. My MVPs. I'm gonna give honorable mentions to Riley and Jonesy. I thought they were a lot of fun in this episode. And just I mean, I, and I even did a, an animated gif of their dance because it was just too much fun. Uh, dorky white boy moves dairy uh Punch in the air. I, I really the i really enjoyed dairy in this episode here especially how intense he got when he told uh wayne to cool it before like when wayne had a uh, mick up against yeah, the wall good call that, that was really intense there but i gotta give it to the new the new girls uh alex and olive i thought they were so much fun and and uh they're like they brought new life to this and and um i mean I might be a little biased because uh, uh, Ali, or Ali Pierce wore a TPS shirt on stage when we got when we saw them in Burlington. So I might be a little biased there, but uh, I'm going to give this one to Alex and Olive. Tim, wait, hold on, just a qu- second. What is the equivalent of a full house? Because I am betting right now that we are all going to have five sl- separate, like individual MVPs. It's possible, and yeah. I want to know. That's yeah. a straight flush. Or that's a straight flush. Yes. Okay. Yeah, that's but, not a bl- great. By the way, Al, uh, you know, I'm I'm disappointed in you, not mm-hmm. so much Matt. I I didn't. Matt at least noticed the olive tree in the background, but you you didn't even say anything. Oh, is that an olive tree? Olive okay. tree. Oh, see, I didn't know. Anyway, whatever. All right. <laughs> Tan, all right. your your MVP. I 
I've never seen one so big. I didn't know they grow on trees. <laughs> That's what she huh. said. <laughs> I've oh, seen quite precious. a few olive trees in, in, in real life, but never one so big. Huh. Didn't know that they could get that I still large. thought that was a tree from Lion King. He's thick. They're very interesting trees. Anyway, no, the tree from Lion King is a baobab tree. Oh, didn't know that either. Bam, bam. Okay. Full of things I didn't know tonight. Ten. MVP. I'm giving it to Riley and Jonesy. They made me laugh uh, this episode, and they are the reason why I gave it a clearance because um, they they gave me something that I could laugh at, and they're just so bloody funny. Like even when they're not <laughs> not funny, they're funny. So they were going to get your digis too. If they were going to get my digis. Awesome, you're MVP. Funny. Unintentionally, MVP. Uh, my MVP is Katie. She's the linchpin. Okay. Interesting. Like without her, without all her shit, none of the rest of this happens. Okay, it's Katie, because you're you're on the tone that did the episode set out to accomplish its goal, and you think Katie is well, it just like within this episode in particular, right? Yeah. So like Katie comes back from Mexico and they're having the conversation around the table, and you know Dan brings up the comedy, and Katie is the one who drives that conversation, and then when they're all doing their sets um everything hinges on katie's performance mm -hmm. okay. so yeah it's katie all right okay i've got a couple of um um itunes reviews that i want to get to real quick here first one here four stars great recaps i love the effort put into these shows and the banter between the four it annoys me when some of them completely miss the point of a scene or bit matt you you always get it no, Matt always gets it and the re relentless Twitter roll call. But overall, I really appreciate the relaxed chat between friend, uh, friends approach. Finally, after about a month of listening every day and getting fired up every time it's spoken, it's pronounced letter Kenny, not letter Kenny. I don't hear the difference there. But anyway, uh, listen to how oh, Tyler. That's an Irish thing. <laughs> listen to how Tyler Johnson sa says it. Please. Phew. Great job. I'll carry on. That's from Amy MC 77. Thank you, Amy, for listening. Letter. Let the, the let. emphasis okay. is on the letter. So let her Kenny. No, let her Kenny. Let her Kenny, right? Well, comes from I'm Let's pretty, Cannon, which is Irish sure for the land of the Kennys. Mm -hmm. Fair enough. But I'm pretty sure you said it Lenny Ken Lenny Ketter or wow, letter <laughs> Kenny. Lenny Kenny a few <laughs> Matt, times in the last Matt, little while. Matt, oh, babe, apologies. Babe, how much yeah. 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 Well, only one. I just stumbled. Stumbled. <laughs> Sometimes you stumble. You just gotta get back up. Okay. Here's a, a, a longer no one. defending Mick. Here's a longer one here. Uh, in, in four stars. Enjoyable, except dot, dot, dot. A, a fun. Actually, this one isn't Victor. A fun listen overall with an eclectic mis, mix of hosts, including a special guest weekly. Is this a roast? Because I want to know ahead of time. No, no, <laughs> True fans of both Letter Kenny and Shorzy, who have inside info, clearly love the overall arc, but aren't afraid to critique when they deem necessary. They even managed to get Jared Kiso on the show, which is a huge feat unto itself and deserves recognition as he clearly listens to and enjoys their work. Their interview with him was a must-listen. My only gripe with the show as a whole is during Shorzy recaps, the main host acting like he has any clue about hockey culture <laughs> when it is painfully obvious. He has no idea what he's on about. Even when shown the error of his comments, usually by Victor, he Victor, will, did you write something? He will, online? I know, right? he will double down and he will double down with ridiculous comments and overall ignorance to the underlying tone of what is happening. Wow. 
The nuance hey. is lost on someone who has clearly never been part of it. What's the big deal about going undefeated in the season when you know you'll finish first? Are you serious? Why would anyone go after a player for trying a Michigan goal? So dumb. <laughs> Credit to where it's due. <laughs> Often the co-host, specifically his wife, a lot of time will ask when they don't have an understanding of the situation being played out and heavily exaggerated for TV comedy. She will say things like, I need clarification and almost inevitably get a cor- incorrect or half correct <laughs> response from Al. Before someone else chimes in with a more accurate representation of the show's heavily exaggerated fictional take on a situation. I'd love to see them get real hockey guy on the pod for those episodes. Someone who recognizes the small stuff, someone from inside the game who can help give con this guy's going on and on. Uh give context. Jared, Jared, this is your cue to come back. Hold on. Dozens of inside jokes from every episode that makes such a great watch and for the rest of us. All that said, Al does a great job of moving the show along. (laughs) Keeping it on the rails for the most part and is this hopefully constructive critique applies solely to the shorzy recaps discussions and not to the excellent work he does for the letter kenny episodes that's from spearsy 11 wow so uh, can i just say i loved victor's hippo rave yeah bring that back put some lights on it make it a little hippo so, disco let me just Fucking say this really did not like your take on the michigan it's goal. all good because let me just say this to spearsy 11 last week in one night uh, during in an nhl game or two NHL games in one night, two Michigan goals were scored and nobody got killed and nobody they both was, went in, nobody they was, both went in. nobody was dragged off and, and beaten up by the opposing team. And actually the people who scored them, attempted them and scored them properly uh, were, were uh, applauded and, and their skill was applauded. So I feel like I was vindicated on that. So anyway, there you go. You ain't vindicated on shit. No. What are you talking about? I didn't about? hear one negative comment about the Michigan goals and there were two scored in one it's night. Not so the same thing. I'm not they, they exactly sure you know what a Michigan goal is. Yeah, of course so. I know what a Michigan goal is. They they were scored. That's a difference. It was at the NHL level and Oh, so if, if Connor Bedard uh, failed his attempt, you you would have been okay for this them to. This isn't a Shorzy show. <laughs> this isn't this a beer isn't a Shorzy episode. Anyway, I think I was vindi- vindicated there by all of the hockey p- pundits who celebrated uh, the two Michigan goals. That I thought that was scored. a well written uh, critique. Yeah, thank you, Spearsy, for listening, Vic, and that was great. Vic, when you put the blue spatula too close to the camera, mm-hmm. it blinks you out entirely. All right. and we see that's just good. Yeah, the keep doing that, Victor. Uh, so let's go to final comments. We're, we're running on almost two hours here. Matt, go. Yeah. Um, I'm so glad we're back to Letterkenny. I'm sad that's almost over, but <laughs> this was so much fun. Awesome. You're always a delight. You always ensure that we have a nice, long, lengthy, awesome show. So that's fun, too. Um, and I mean that with nothing but love, my friend. Um, I'm a librarian. I drink and I <laughs> notice <you>. things. <laughs> and you happily share. But no, there, this one, had, this was such a great episode to talk about. I love the banter. Um, I do want to give another shout out back to Tate and Webb on yes. that intro. And Tanya, your amazing, amazing delivery of it. Um, I don't want that to go unnoticed even for a moment. That probably was one of the, if not the most shining moment of this podcast. <laughs> Um, between the writing and the delivery, it was just, that was an all-star MVP moment in itself. So congrats guys. You guys fucking slayed it. Genuinely. I got my hands up. Like I went to church with my husband's parents. Oh my God. <laughs> Victor. Like, mm. um, I, I'm not, uh, is that a good thing? Um, so, <laughs> so it's the Matt- mood, whichever way it goes. 
Matt, Ditto, and everything it said, awesome. Um, love the extended director cut uh, takes that you have um, <laughs> right up there with the Snyder, Snyder cut, cut, baby. Yeah, yeah. Uh, good job. Um, always welcome. Uh, even though it's the last uh, Letterkenny season, we've got 49 unknowns coming up. So mm-hmm. uh, there'll, there'll be much more opportunity in the future. So uh, good times all around and uh, nice to be talking about Letterkenny. All right. Uh, yes. Uh, awesome. Thank you for joining us tonight. Um, uh, we love having you on and you're a great partner to this podcast and, and obviously member of the Blueberry crew and member of the takeover team and member of the trivia masters. I mean, you're, you're all over this, uh, this podcast. I do it all, baby. That's, I that's, do it all. That's what we appreciate about you. Uh, yes. Kudos to Tate and Webb for that unbelievable rap that they wrote and my, and to Tanya who killed it. And, and I saw the work she put into it. She wanted so badly to, to do it justice. And I think, I think she did a great job. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's great to, to be, you know, reviewing letter Kenny episodes again. And sadly, you know, this is the, the sixth last episode that we'll be reviewing, but, um, you're not going to be counting down, are you, no. as we do this? I, I, I really, I really cool. feel like we will be doing a review of a Letter Kenny movie one of these days. So, uh, fingers That's crossed. That's just going to be depressing if he does this for each episode. Ten. Uh, awesome. Thank you so much. I love your insight. I love what you bring. Um, I can't wait to have your back at the next time we go to a bar together. And, uh, girl, I got you. Um, Tate and Webb. Love you, babe. Uh, love you too, girl. Um, Tate and Webb, been absolutely fantastic again. Thank you so much for for writing that piece. Um, I hope I did it justice. Uh, thank you for all your kind words um, to, to everybody that has sent sent messages. Um, yeah, I, I hope I did it well. Um, it will be funny for you guys to l- hear the, uh, the, uh, Southern. Oh, the outtakes. <laughs> I will post those for the patrons. So that I gonna, had. there's a lot of oh, them. Oh man. I just couldn't knock the trace out of me. Um, it, yeah. <laughs> trace was very strong. Um, yeah. <laughs> It was great, though. This was a lot of fun and uh, looking forward to uh, the next six uh, episodes of uh, recapping uh, Shorzy. Yeah. Five. Five. Awesome. Five. And letter, letter Kenny. Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry. Letter yeah. Kenny. I said Shorzy, didn't I? That's my, cool. yeah, that's my cool. sleep deprivation. No <laughs> awesome. Off the top. Listen, Trace. Fucking Tate and Webb. We have got we have got to get you some fucking business cards. <laughs> I knocked it out of the park. It's like the embossed anagram or something. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like I can picture the logo already. on there. Yeah, yeah. Right. Like just full fancy. Could not have dreamed in my wildest of a better kickoff for this series. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I love being here. Love seeing all your beautiful faces. Love being able to talk about it. Al, you really need to like just like revise your expectations for the first episode of a series and also whenever I'm on. Like just just <laughs> let go and let Jared, right? Yeah. Um and again, I'm sad to see it go. I'm happy it's here. I'm sad to see it go. That's always gonna be true. Love watching it walk away, though. Especially Fuck yeah. Have Katie. you seen that ass in oh, them yeah. jeans? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
All right. Baby, hockey butt is real. Yes. Uh, I've been walking around in jeans ever since I saw that. (laughs) I'm going to play us off here with a song from this episode. Take No Sides by Relations. Here we go. This song fucks so hard. That's all, Albert Pop. that's all we have for this episode. Next week, we'll recap and review episode two of season 12, Sun Darts. That's going to be a fun one uh, with our buddy, Zach. If you'd like to support the podcast, please tell a friend. Also, follow us on most social media outlets at Pod. Thank you for joining us. Now we're going to go work on our five-minute stand-up sets. On behalf of awesome Tanya, Matt, Victor, and myself, thank you for listening and have a great week.